All right. Hello. What's going on? Race Brain Podcast. Jack Bowers here. Bracken Crocker's here. My name is Rich Ryan. We are your host today. We're going to be talking about the Spartan Elite 3K Series, stop number three in Palmerton, Pennsylvania, Poconos, Poconos, Bracken. Good news and bad news. You ready? Start with the start with the good news. Good news. You look like an absolute beast out there. Yoked specimen yeah. compared to everybody else. You Best were just pumping the game. You were looking great. Hat game, mod game, mod everything shirt. was money. Did I show up on camera at all? Couple times. Oh, you didn't even watch the coverage yet. No, man. You're. Sh- oh, okay. I drove. I left the venue and drove straight through. You didn't even stay for Saturday, huh? You just you just got back. Done. What time yeah. did you get home? You must have got home like at like. Four fifty-six. That's a long day. That's twenty hours of driving, roughly, right? Total. Darren, it, no, it was uh, twenty-five oh five total with Darren back. Oh my god! Yeah. Get a plane. That's good work. Get a plane. What? I'm just G five it now. Get, no, get, no. The, BK, get that on, jet. Hop on like a Legion through Frontier. The Patreon or money. Get a <laughs> get a plane. Jet. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> just, All right, hop bad. on a plane. Yeah. It was the quickest I could get home. That's crazy. Yeah. Bad news is that you completely tanked my fantasy team. Yeah, I mean, I tanked my fantasy life. <laughs> you did beat me in fantasy. So I mean, like my personal fantasy about life of no, how I good I am at things. I, under, I understand. Is that what you thought about for eleven hours home? Just like what? What? Where was the brain? Where was the mind? All by yourself? What kind of music? What kind of vibe are we talking about? Well, I, I, like did, I do a lot of flows. Usually after a race, I'm in a bad spot. Like I'll just anger. I'll, I'll rage quit the venue. That wasn't this. I was happy. Watched the men's final, and then said, sorry, I got to hit the road. And it was I. W- I was okay because, man, this is gonna sound like such a spin job, but it was easy, and I was feeling good. And then I was done, and there was no in between, and it wasn't like uh what I would consider. It's gonna. Sound, I don't want it to sound like an excuse. It didn't feel like OCR fitness killed me. Hmm. When I got, I slow played the race. I decided I talked with Kirk beforehand. I decided I'm playing this like track rounds. I'm gonna get through as easy as humanly possible. If I'm the 30th qualifier, cool, that's fine. So I was last place up the first climb, three quarters of the way up. There's 16 people in my wave. I was 12th by the top, 10th by the first obstacle, eighth by the second obstacle, fifth coming off the Z wall. Without trying hard, I was just picking up. Z-Wall picked me up a few spots. Terry picked me up a few. And I, I'm serious. I said it on our podcast, but I was at like 80 to 85% energy effort. Mm. And I shut it down coming off the Z-Wall. I jumped, hit the bell, looked. Going down the hill in front of me was Rylan, Veerman, Logan, Atkins. <laughs> and if you're close to them, you're you're making the next round. Well, you'll, we were only getting rid of 13 people. So I shut it down completely. I babied my way down the hill, got passed by a person or two, got him back on the rope climb really slow through the monkey bars, just not using any gripper energy. I, it did seem slow. And it was intentional. I went faster in the finals or in, in the next round. I didn't your, skip your anything finals. there. I was matching. Yeah. Some, I was matching. I was just going easy, got to the crawl. And I was like 90% of the way through the crawl totally dead and exhausted and looked up and I was halfway through the crawl <laughs> and I never recovered. I got out of it feeling like I had just done the death, 
March and my arms were gone from like taking too much effort on my shoulders. And it was terrible. So I cruised through the rest of it. Just, I was already through, it was safe. And I tried the same thing the next round, but going even easier with a concerted effort to crawl better. Hmm. And so I got there even easier and cracked even worse, like hip flexors, cramping glutes, starting to like, it was just exposed this horrible weakness in the middle of it. But if you would have asked me halfway through the first round, I had this thought, like I'm easy top 10 today and I'm not trying yet. I felt good. And then I was horrendously exposed. So like the drive home, the, the ultimate thought was if this is Palm beach, it's an entirely different story. Now, every person left feeling that way, except Kempson and Lindsay. Probably. Every <laughs> single person hated their life in the middle of this thing. So everyone had that thing. Well, if this wasn't here, who I don't know what would have happened. But all I know is my one, I only got like a three-minute taste of racing and it felt easy. And then I looked like just dog poop for the rest of it. So that's my take. Huh. I was horribly exposed on that never-ending like Cirque du Soleil crawl. It's pretty interesting the way that they went about the, like creating this course. And I don't really want to skip to this now because I want to talk about the actual race itself. Mm-hmm. But basically what they did with the double sandbag in Big Bear kind of surprised everyone with this extremely hard station that obstacle that changed the race. That was the entire story coming out of Big Bear. And they just did that and they caught flack and they made changes, changes, and then they popped up this absurd barbed wire crawl. That we haven't seen that's we've never seen a barbed wire crawl like that at Palmerton. We knew it could potentially be up, kind of had an idea of where it was, but usually it's just grass and a regular distance. And and this is just something that they came up and sprung on people. Yeah. And so every, everyone, it's not an excuse because we all had to go through it. Like everyone had to handle it. And some people had the physicality and functional fitness to survive it. Some could weaponize it and one could do it the whole time. But most people had to pick, do I race before, during, or after that? Hmm. Really, Kempson was the only one who could race the whole time on the men's side. Even someone like Logan, who was the best in the first round, and it wasn't even close cracked bad in the final eventually that's also so, heat related and humidity it seemed i mean it could be still but the same for everybody yeah so, yeah, so who kn- i don't know what would have happened but i would have been in a much more negative space taking the type of beating i took had it been racing the whole time if if you were a minute seven behind at palm beach first today it's a different story that mentally that's what you're saying i mean the the, t- the time didn't mean anything to me okay. because i was trying to go as slow as possible it's just I thought I'd be able to work through the crawl and trying my hardest. I couldn't. The second round, I told myself, it's, I've said it before. It's a decision. Make the decision. And I just couldn't go any faster. And it yeah. was so destructive to my body. I came out just smashed. So yeah. I don't I don't know. I, I couldn't have done anything really different. I could have so maybe I, got to the final had I got out hard in the semis. But I would have been horrendous in the final. Yeah. So I failed that test badly and it was embarrassing, but yeah. I don't feel bad about my fitness. I feel bad that I have this gaping hole in the middle of my fitness, which is the same as like all the other things that generally hurt my fitness is just way worse than usual. 
Chris Marone and Adam Beach, they finished 13th, 14th overall. They were seated higher than that heading into the finals. Both of them messaged me after and said that they basically sold out in order to reach the finals. So I think that's probably what it would have taken you to do. Yeah. And, and I could have decided I'm going to be the first to the top of the climb in the semis and I'm going to bomb the downhills. I didn't run a downhill. I chopped the whole time, saving my legs for the final. Hmm. And then I didn't make it to the final. So it was, it was terribly frustrating, but the, the drive home was positive. It's like, that's not the test I thought I was signing up for. So like I did terrible on it, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do bad on the thing I thought I would. So I don't know. It's, Rich. It's, it's very convoluted, but it doesn't, it almost changes nothing for me other than I have to address like the areas that failed on me on the crawl. Mm-hmm. Rich, you mentioned that the uh, double sandbag was the game changer in Big Bear. And I looked it up back then. It was like a minute 15, minute 20 for the fastest people there. And I took a couple splits on Kempson and some of the fastest crawlers here. And it was about a minute 15 to a minute oh, wow. 20. So duration wise, no. it was. Kempson got I, through in a minute 20? Minute minute 15, minute 16. I saw Kempson on one of the splits. Now, I know second lap, he put something like 20, 25 seconds on Atkins on the crawl. That could have been the one that I timed. I just remember. Starts that's that outrageous okay. they were sending I thought it was women take through people close to two minutes oh it did it took over yeah. two yeah they were sending women through the day of day before or day of to test it some people from the next day or whatever and they were going three and a half to four minutes through oh my god i haven't taken my split Fresh. but i guess i was closer to three than i was to two so jack you're saying kempson's barbed wire splits about the same as his 400 split <laughs> I know you're saying it is just, it was also, we move on from it, but it was, it was weird because you never saw people in it. The berms, the moguls were so high Mm. that the first time through, I was following, uh, Gil through it and he was never farther than 10 feet ahead of me. And I only had sight on him like 50% of the time. Hmm. And so I got to that one in sixth, I think, and I came out in like 11th or 12th and I didn't see anyone ever pass me. You were in your own little world picking through. It was so hard to get under because it was high in the low points, but then it would cross over the mid and the top points. And so it was just a lot of up and down. And so you had to sight the whole time. I I came out in the semifinals and looked around like, where are all these people coming from? You didn't even know there were seven people next to you. You couldn't mm. feel any of it. So you could race someone in your line and that was it. Hmm. It was very strange. To get Where in a race do you get passed by five or six or seven people and not know it? <laughs> you know. Right. Teeter tuber. <laughs> yeah, okay, you can at yeah. least hear that. <laughs> anyway, um, let's move on. But well, I mean, overall. I'm fine. It was fun. I'm glad. Good. I, I wasn't asking, but I'm glad. And it also feels a negative headspace coming home in the drive. Probably not positive. Probably not good. But when you have that thought of what else could I have done, then you can't be too upset, right? It's like that's that's how you want to leave most races. That's how I feel like I want to leave most races. If I'm like, I did everything I could in that race and the outcome is what I got, then that's fine. Yeah. I, I feel like I didn't race. Hmm. I got warmed up. I got ready to. And then an atomic bomb dropped on my lap and I just like <laughs> zombie walked the rest of it. My my big regret was not going to Palm Beach. Mm. Realizing that afterwards, that that was the time to go test this fitness out. This, this was is, not for me. This is why I think it, for a different race, you should do a couple of decas instead of just hope you can do one and qualify for Worlds, for instance, because you need to 
test it out. You've got two coming up. Well, in DECA, it won't be like, all right, 1,500 meters of ski this time. That's true. Yeah. It's it's known test. But What I um, thought they were going to do, sorry, Jack, is they didn't have the, the wire strung the day before. I thought they were going to string like the first third of it and make us run the rest. And then after the race, string the rest, because we looked at it and thought that's way too big. They won't do that in a race because that'll be. And and then that would have been a game changer for a lot of people. I don't know what that would have meant for everyone. But when we saw the whole thing, I realized this is going to be horrendous. (laughs) Yeah. Bracken, I I saw you only two, three seconds at a time on the camera. People didn't stick on you. I I asked them to follow you one by one, but they didn't end up doing it. But that mod uh, camera. Yeah, it was it was very brief when we saw you, but uh, you looked very tentative going, but also shorthanded going across the rig. Like you saw some other people attack, but um, that was lap one, though, right? I think lap two, because you you were wearing the mod shirt with the backwards for both. Was, that was his kit for all the way through. Okay, I thought you changed for some reason. Um, I was okay. too sticky; I couldn't even take my singlet off. It was too tight. Gotcha. Um, but, but my thought, just seeing you in that brief moment right there, because a couple people who I wasn't expecting from your heat were ahead of you mm-hmm. there. I I was like wondering to myself, it, is is it affecting Bracken? Is he thinking, oh, OCR is just past me? But after your explanation so far, it kind of seems like you haven't really given up yet on that mentality that you can still be a contender. But just at that brief moment, the three seconds that I saw you on the course, I was wondering like, Oh, is Bracken thinking this right now? But I, yeah, I think for sure. I was. It. <laughs> because if this is the new normal, I'm obsolete. I can't do that. I've never been that type of person. Like though every crawl in history, other than one time that I committed in a race in Montana, I get dropped on the crawls. Stadiums are high and I can bear crawl, but when I actually have to get low and get down, that's really hard for me. I think I pinch my diaphragm the whole time. I come out just like sick to my stomach and gas. I don't recover on them. But but what I felt early on was encouraging. So it it almost settled nothing. It's like, all right, my season's done. I'm not going to qualify for this thing. I understand that. I'm not going down to Mexico. So 3K is not happening the rest of this year. But it doesn't change the fact that I'm still a believer that I'll do something of note again at some point. Let's go. So yeah, well, if you if you had the opportunity to race in Abu Dhabi, would you for three K after seeing this? Because that's going to be a completely different type of race as well. Just just, just yeah. trying to see where you're at. I'll give the short answer because we all talked about this after the race and in between races. There's a lot of conversation amongst the athletes there. I'd I'd be hesitant to because in such a short race, if one bomb gets dropped on you in the middle of it, that's the end of your day. Like, what if they decided to do this on a sand dune, which was a lot of people were saying, like, will I spend my own money to fly to Abu Dhabi? I might get a flat race or I might get sand dunes or I might get sand crawls. The the, the fact that something could be there, like the, the, the carry or the crawl or something that you don't know what it's going to be. And you you no one prepared for this that right. type of crawl that you either had something that you did in training that allowed you to do well, or you didn't, that's not worth gambling on at a world championship. So if I could get in, I'd have a hard time saying no to it, but it would be really disconcerting knowing in the back of your head, there's a really good chance. They've done it two out of three times. There's been this thing that was the race that you didn't know was going to be the race. This isn't Tahoe where it's like, are we going to start up the smaller climb or the big climb? You're still going to do both of them. You know exactly where you're going to get at some point. But yeah, yeah, is it a sand dune? Is it on a flatter part? Like what's the what's going to be the the layout? That's a huge variable. 
And if it was at the old venue, you could look at it and say, this is what's going to happen. They have that massive sand dune. They're not going to not use it. So it's going to be a 1K loop, but you're going to spend half your time moving at a half mile per hour up this sand dune. So then you would just say, I'm going to spend 50% of my training time ensuring that that thing goes well. But without that there, you'd be hard pressed to commit to that in training, but you'd be hard pressed to be confident knowing that maybe they can do that to me. So Without clarity on what the test is, it would be hard to commit to traveling over there. So I guess that's my convoluted answer. Makes sense. I don't. I don't know if I if, yeah. if anyone they, would want to commit. They did do like a month early review or reveal for this map for Palmerton, so people had an idea. So I, I think, given that it's an international flight, whether you're from Europe or North America, whatever, I think it would be to the athlete's benefit to at least give them. A heads up before a long international flight sometime in like late October, what it's going to be. Yeah. Now, I gave did the crawl map, practice. But... <clears throat> That's true. I did uphill crawl practice during my intervals and in Sims for this, but it was like 20 seconds of really fast grass crawling. Right. <laughs> yeah. It didn't you don't have the topography that on the course map showing that it was yeah. going to be this. So yeah. Jack, what were our fantasy scores? You got them there? Uh, I destroyed you guys. You, I think 48 for Rich, 47 for Bracken, and I was like high 20s, 27, I think. Yeah, it was super not good. And I knew it as it was happening. Super, I was like, oh, super this, fantastic. I was like, this really kind of sucks. BK, tank in his race so he can get that one point on me. Uh, so I hope you're happy with your big. decision. That's great. Also, Jack tried to make me the laughing stock of the – OCR prediction community by getting me last place in his contest. Then it was erroneous. I have people, te- people texting me being like, dude, how did you get bounced? <laughs> I was like, what? how could I possibly got less? I don't understand. But Jack took, he took, he like was pulling people in my, he was just taking complete random fires. number generator for you. It was yeah. abuse of power. Totally. Abuse of power. Yep. But I, I did a protest to Jack's credit. My protest earned him five more points, and now more. he's like fifth to last. So All, you didn't have Veerman results yeah. on your protest. I uh, I didn't have Kempson on the one that he because I did one with Kempson. I was saying Veerman got DQ'd. Yeah. That was not great. And me. tried to no. protest a little bit and then gave up on it because it wasn't happening. And oh yeah, you were there. You you saw what happened. He was in my heat. He was ahead of me yeah. on the rope. Could you see that? Did he see a miss? I didn't witness it. Ryland did. He what he told me afterwards, and Tyler's about the nicest, most honest kid you're gonna find. He said, I climbed to the top, I swiped it, and I like my fingertip grazed my bell, and I thought that didn't look good. So I hit it for it again on my way down and missed it twice. Oh, that's... like I touched it, but I got to the bottom and I'm pretty sure they had seen my two misses on the yeah. way down. And they said, you didn't touch. And I said, I did. And I'm going to keep going. And then they got to the finish line. He was informed he was DQ'd. And then he said, well, I did touch it. Do we have like video or anything? And they said, we have two witnesses that saw you miss multiple attempts on the bell. And he said, I I just, I wasn't going to fight it because Tyler's a good, nice kid. He wasn't going to fight it. But he said, I'm fairly certain they just saw my second and third attempts to make it look better. But I touched it, but it was as weak of a touch as you could get. That happened to Cody Moat. They had one race at Aspen, maybe 2019, and he did monkey bars or rig or something like that. Got to the end of it, just completely missed it. 
ex- but he thought he like lightly grazed it. And then some volunteer was like, I didn't hear a bell. And then after the race, he's like, I'll just accept the penalty, even yeah. though, you know, that he, he knew he made it and he got a 10 minute penalty lost, you know, 1500 bucks or whatever the mountain series yeah. title was, but it was a flat 10 minute penalty, just like this. Veerman probably would have done pretty well. The next yeah, that, day, if you saw what he did in the super, he, he was ready to race. Balen Bean was right there doing work, though, right? That 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 were head to head, basically just three minutes. Three think, minutes. Well, I think Balen was, was with ahead, him for a decent him. chunk. Yeah, yeah. to be, no, uh, to, be even with, to be with Tyler at all is pretty, pretty, pretty He's solid. Um, Jack, could you just give us a little bit of a reminder of how you score? The because I'm gonna probably complain about the way you score because that's fine. Yeah, if it's not but, in my favor, I uh, I think it's wrong. So it's in the fantasy thing or no fantasy? Our, because, our fantasy, league. I'm locked in. Uh, for yeah. your for the prediction contest, Yanti Camp, yeah, yeah. Sprain, ORM, Jack Bauer. Yeah. So, so if you get, I'd have to double check that this is. I'm almost positive this is what it is. If you get a name in any order, so if you pick. Atkins to win, but he got second place. He's on your ballot at some point. You get five points. So automatically you go 10 for 10, which no one's actually ever done. You're going to get 50 points because you got all 10 names on there. And then if you correctly in the exact order, guess first place correctly, you get five points. If you correctly guess second place, four points, three, two, one, all the way down to fifth. So that's you just kind of get a little bonus for getting them in the exact place. But pretty so basically the top it's a top five prediction like just anybody in your five you get points for them being in the top five yep okay yeah because uh people like because i was talking with matt and he had rylan and i was like oh that's gonna be terrible for you but it's not like he doesn't get penalized more if you look at the list way off at the top i always list exact order any order and pretty much the people who have eight or nine in any order do way better than the people who correctly got only the winners, for instance, and a couple more people sprinkled in. So it's more about like overall consistency. You're like, okay, well, there was a 0.2 second difference between first and second or second and third, whatever. They're, they're still in your list. You you pretty much had the right idea. You just get a little extra bonus if you got the exact order for them. But it's more you're picking about- to show rather than place. Okay. Yep. Okay. That's, that's actually it's weighted that's more actually weighted. for show, but you also get credit for place a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. That's good. Yeah, it's fair. Except when you freaking give me all these. Except when your name's Rich. Yeah. Except when you take my ballot and just throw it in the trash. You probably submitted it incorrectly. It's not my. That's hundred percent user error right there. Nope. So I'm curious because I was there and I watched. I experienced it and then I watched the final. And we'd watched the other prelims a little bit as they came in. What did it look like from the through the screen? Because. In person, and we all talked about it, we the general consensus was this is going to be the most boring, unimpressive thing to watch. Did it come through that way? Um, no more than any other OCR event. So it didn't look worse than Palm Beach in terms of competitiveness or excitement. We had really good cameras the whole time, so I think cameras that were helped. great. Cameras were yeah. great in terms of competitiveness. I was excited. I liked watching the the prelim. I kind of like the prelims better than the final. <laughs> Honestly, I think if that you that's make it more exciting, three by thousand or three. If you want five k total running, like thousand thousand three k, that's five k. Just just make it three by mile. That would be a. It was a exciting because because of how stacked the finals were for both men and women. That I was excited mm-hmm. to potentially see uh, groups of three to five people racing. 
uh, things kind of stretched out the way that they do and the way that they have. So it was, and there was really nothing compelling happening. The best race so far was definitely Big Bear. The best coverage so far in terms of video quality was uh, Palmerton. So I think you kind of had best, like you had the all the people in the race but because there was such a separator in the barbed wire crawl, it was less compelling. You knew how the finish was going to be like Lindy just took off lap two and she was the best crawler. You knew it was going to be like that. Kempson, he got ahead. Atkin struggled on the laser pistol after lap one. It's like, well, there's no challenge for who's going to win anymore at this point. That's what it looked like. Jack and it's fine mentions- it, Yeah. Jack if said there's it was- domination, that's totally fine, but it, it just wasn't as compelling as a story. Jack said it was do best coverage because of video quality, but you know he's out here punt banging his chest because he was commentating on that. That's right. He was I like, said video was, quality. I didn't, nah, I didn't I know say commentary. You, I heard what you said, but I know what you meant. Is the implication. Yeah, dude. Implicate. Okay. The best. Bra- Bracken probably thinks the other two are the best because he was in the booth, right? No doubt. Nah, I thought coverage of Palm Beach was choppy. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Rich, you you're the you're the neutral party right here. Bracken raced. I've raced in the past. We've both done cover. You, you've got no skin in the game because you just you just keep turning them down. What's 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 your ranking so far for I mean, performance? The, like the regardless, best, how? in terms of race, like what did I find most exciting, or like what I found the best product? Review the races so far. We've got we've had three of them. I, Watching competition layout, whatever coverage. Oh, this is a good question, Jack. Um, I, c- coverage, I don't listen. Oh, I don't listen to to you guys talk when you guys are out there. So we can we can we can take that throw. That's not what you told me. You after Big Bay, you're like you were That's missing points because you, oh. you, and, you and you and Magito were cracking. You know what this means? That means that he probably listens to the running public if he can't keep his story straight. Check the numbers. It's not in there. We're going to look up yeah, IP addresses. Yeah, we, we, we tapped his line. He's not doing yeah. in. Check I've got numbers. his IP address with the submission on the ballot. I'll just give you give you it. You can cross-reference mm-hmm. it. Boom. You're not going to get nothing out of it. It was, well, the first race, it was so new that I I found it pretty compelling, right? And I was I was, I was was dialed into that. Uh, you were racing. BJ was racing. I was I was pretty dialed in on, yeah. on that. Uh, in terms of, so I, I was like kind of happy how that turned out. I don't remember what the coverage kind of looked like, honestly. I don't remember being it was, even though choppy. It was five minutes outside of city limits, that was some of the worst reception I've ever it was a mess. seen. It, it was crazy. You wouldn't expect it, but even just making a casual phone call, it just kept getting dropped. And we're in a big city park, so I, I, don't, I don't think remember. I don't even you remember can't expect it being that bad. to happen. Yeah, but, uh, and then Big Bear was fun because of how different it was, and then and then kind of the juxtaposition between the first and second race. I was like, okay, cool. I kind of see what they're doing here. And this most recent one was fun because of the names. BK was out there looking yoked. And then a whole bunch of really strong athletes all the way through. So it was really fun to to see what was going to happen. Um, I, yeah, I don't think I really like the 3K part. <laughs> I like the 1Ks. I'll tell you what, before the race, it was electric. There was an atmosphere there because everyone was so excited at how many monsters were there. Yeah. Every person said something of the variation as you were walking in like, oh, you're here. Oh, he's here. It's like, this feels like 2018 Worlds or this feels like 2015 Worlds or everyone kept saying, this feels like a world championship field. Killian came in. He's like, we haven't seen any of this since 2017 World Championship. And 
Atkins said something and Kemp's, everyone's comment was, this is a world championship field. And then it got really negative after the first round. I've never <laughs> been around such negative talk amongst OCR athletes. Because of the bar bar? Yeah. Yeah. And was then after the, the final as well. Was that the single complaint for the most part? Because that you had a different, we've had a different layout every single race. You didn't have a yeah. heavy carry at Palm Beach. You had a double carry. There were three no complaints. Rate. Yeah. Go ahead. The first complaint, oh, there were some compliments. People like the rounds. And I'm talking, so I, awesome. I, I talked to people who placed top three. I talked to people who made the final and shouldn't. I talked to people who missed the final and shouldn't. And then people who just were there not expecting to do anything. Like I, I got the whole, the whole, like some Titans of the sport where th- this was shared by everyone. Laser pistol is dumb. No one thought this adds to it. Is everyone this... thought if we do well, it wasn't because of talent or effort or fitness. And if we don't do well, it's not because of that either. Like someone who made the podium was like, I just lost like 12 seconds on this thing. And where am I going to find that back on this course? Like the, it, it, it was too big of a penalty to make up for, or it was too, or it was irrelevant. So the people did not like the pistol one bit. They just, like we were testing out beforehand. Like, what is this? There's no recoil. There's not a skill to it. It's just hold it. And some of them don't seem to shoot in the exact right spot. Hmm. And because you can't see a dot where it lines up, you don't know where you're missing. <laughs> and so it's basically like keep moving it until it lights up that you're on the board and then keep moving it until you get one. So it's, I didn't realize you didn't see anything like up yeah. here. It's so that that's weird. Uh, second definitely, thing was uh, real quick. I will say they are calibrated correctly. Like my brother's a police officer and he came out to big bear with me and mm-hmm. he shot them every single time nailing it. He's like, this, this does aim the way that a gun should. So just, just, and I believe that, but they had two set up to practice on in one of them. I was out in three shots, three to four shots every time. And the other one, it took two to three shots to find the, 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 hmm. the bullseye. And no, I was, this was practice fresh. No so I'm not rate. saying it's wrong. It could have been me, but on one, every time I was the same and the other one, every time I was differently the same. Yeah. So we can even discard the 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 accuracy if we want, but people no, like uh, your rounds. Your, yeah, your point about the laser pistol not being popular. Totally no one enjoyed it. Were you were no you asking understood. leading questions? However, Bracken, were you like? I didn't ask pistols, questions. This just came up in conversation. These are pretty dumb, right? People were not you shy agree, right? about getting things off their chest. No, they never are regarding Spartan. No. But but people that don't always do that were were saying things because it was just so new. I guess it was reacting to it. People almost to a man really liked the rounds. They thought it added something to it. And instead of early on, we had talked that someone could blast the first round and you might have people that are good, not make the final. It was almost the opposite where you had two rounds to prove you belong in the final. Mm. And so the good guys are like, I can cruise a little bit. And the people who think they belong and are going to go for it had two chances to, like, even if I messed up a little on the first one, I can sell out on the second one and make the final. The rounds worked, but almost 100% of the people said the same thing. Why not just keep it another one lap in the final? Because then even if they drop a crazy double carry or a crazy crawl, if you only have to do it once, you can blow the tubes out on it. If you have to do it three times, it turns into a plotting mess. 
Mm-hmm. So people really were not looking forward to the final. I would say over half the people in the final didn't want to take the start line. Knowing that those prelims were terrible. And now we have to do it two more times through that crawl. So they, they wanted the competition of one more lap. Just let it loose. No one got to let it wasn't like coast, coast fire. It was coast, coast, continue Sur- coasting because you're surviving. Yeah. So people were looking forward to. Let's have one lap and then let's really rip it out and see who can hammer this thing. Otherwise, we're still just going to flounder. Those were the big takeaways on course. The the heat. Go ahead, Jack. I I was just going to mention, I think rounds are fantastic. I've liked them both of the other two. And it's okay that we see upsets. It shouldn't always have the predictable Mm -hmm. people make it. You look at the 1500 or the 800 qualifying rounds. Sometimes really good people just don't advance in the rounds. And it's a shock. And a couple people end up getting lucky. And maybe they'll finish dead last. But they still made the final. And it gives hope to like the regular people. I, Mm -hmm. I, from a track and field perspective, I really enjoy the rounds. I didn't think I would. But I, it was good. And people all seem to feel that same thing. And that, it, at least on the men's side, it was full. And the women's side, it had more participants than it's had. So chances were that the right people would be in that final because there was enough slots. Like had 41 or 42 men and like mid-20s for women. So yeah, basically full for the men. And we were talking ahead of time. It's like, Bracken, are you 10th? Are you 11th? Or, you, you know, the, and then it turned out, you know, even more people show that they're really good racers right now. Um, it was stacked. No guarantees for anybody to make the finals. Yeah. Top half above average or no, right about average. Right a little about. bit above average. A little above. He was in the teens. Yeah. No, in the, in the, I was 18 in the prelim and then the semi, I was 21. Oh, okay. Got you. 24th. 21. I think 21. So no, not top half. Anyway. Right. 21. Yeah. There were some really positive people there. Oh yeah, look at that. Up a little bit above average, dude. Let's a lot go. of really positive people there who didn't have good things to say about it. I won't come back. I won't try it again. The, why I'm not traveling for this. But there are a couple easy changes they could make, I think, to get everyone back. One would be to go to a one-lap final or make the race shorter in duration and do two laps for all the rounds. Mm. Huh. Um, let's, let's talk about the races themselves for a little bit. We're kind of okay. dancing around that we haven't gone into yeah. like the actual results. Then I want I really want to do a deep dive on some of these things that we think we could kind of tinker with, or some of the main objections that, you know, again, we've kind of danced around a little bit already, but let's talk about the actual races. Um, let's facts versus hypothetical right now. We're switching to fact mode. Let's go facts, baby. Jack, this is all you. Yep. Sure. Jack's facts. Official factual facts, facts just rhyme what uh we want to start men and women start with women let's start with women we're talking about a lot of dudes we got it we got a dude on here who's out here racing so on the women's end i'm just going to read out the final Lindsay webster took the win chris Roglowski second Ida matilda steens gourd third alex walker ended up fourth yep okay because the results the results look kind of funny on like manuel wasn't on, wasn't in the he's results. not on the results anymore he he's fourth or he's third he was third and was balen I thought he finished like fifth. Tenth. He was fifth after the first lap, and then he lost a couple places. Yeah, he must have missed some stuff. Even after the second, I think he was still. I thought so too. I thought he was right behind TVT because I was cheering for him. He was close. Yeah, and then suddenly gone, and and we couldn't see. 
we couldn't see there were berms or like trees in between everything. So you actually couldn't even see across the course. You had to move over and you couldn't see the top. Same so like there, but I think got in there. Anyway, he was, went in and suddenly was gone and we didn't know what happened. He's a land belly up in a puddle in the barbed wire crawl. <laughs> we're on the women still. Yanka Popova was fifth. Ali Tippett was sixth. Lauren Week seventh. Lauren Griffith finished eighth. Very happy to see Lauren Griffith make the final after last time I thought she kind of caught a raw deal. So love that mm-hmm. she was out there uh, in an awesome field. <laughs> this, Give, this women's field. This women's field was about as stacked as we've seen any Spartan race since, I don't know. When do you think we've seen them? As good of, yes, it's like Tahoe. Every, every single woman top six, and then Lauren, of course, has world championships under her name. Top six have had national series podiums in the past. Hmm. So that that's loaded that's a six-headed monster seven-headed realistically and lauren isn't a, a slouch herself so that was that was solid she looked like she was having some issues with her hands in the finals um so i don't know if were any of the implements really hot bracken i know it's a pretty steamy day okay yeah. wasn't, wasn't sure if that but was, do it. running through three waves of men three waves of women things got coated with sweat and I don't know how much you could see, but the bottom of each mogul had standing mud or water in it. Mm-hmm. And it was almost okay. impossible to stay dry. In fact, I, I, Rich Ryan, I, I took those receiver gloves out just so I could get through the crawl with that on. Then I'd take them off and stuff them in just so my hands weren't so coated. Mm-hmm. But everything got coated. Hmm. So Lindsay wins. Maybe not coated, streaked. Streaked. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lindsay, I don't want to say it was a a mud fest because it wasn't. Don't don't at me. Don't at Bracken about the the mud fest situation because it was just a streakiness of mud around. Rich is going crazy. He just wants to get just get this sentence off. I'm just trying to say this sentence. I don't really know. I mean, it's not. I feel like we're back to where we were last year. Like Lindsay wins. We haven't seen her in a little bit. It's not like her fitness was that far out of place. I mean, realistically, her last race was what seven six months ago. It wasn't a huge hiatus. December eight months. Yeah. Yeah, like, but she's the best that's ever done it. Were we surprised? No. Once I saw the course, you knew. I think that she doesn't win Palm Beach and she doesn't, she might not win Big Bear. Uh, But no one else is winning this course. If Nicole's at Palm Beach, she's not beating Nicole at that race. I don't know. This course, these climbs, because of the crawl, became monumental atkins was power hiking i saw that it, it it changed your world in ways that you didn't expect and no one's better under duress up and down the mountains than her and she was obviously going to be a better crawler than chris just from frame alone frame alone yeah but chris is such a good mover she's such like interesting ways to find lines and her mm-hmm. mobility is really good but yeah just frame wise i mean she's not Lindsay's a little bit smaller, but not that much smaller. Yeah, I I mentioned in the broadcast that Lindsay's been doing a lot of scrambling and with their sky running. I was mm. thinking that might have actually helped out a little bit for this low crawl. Used to getting on all fours and just moving around. I know it's not the same, but she kind of had been practicing indirectly. My take on this was the fast cadence people did much better on the crawls. The long movers did not do as well because it was a ton of time under tension moving. Mm. And Chris is a long fluid mover and Lindsay is a pitter patter mover. That I, I don't know how across the board that was, but it seemed to play out on the guy side. 
I think if that was like a scientific statement, that would hold up. Pitter patterers. Pitter patterers, yeah. Pitter patterers. High correlation right there. But I mean, like, yeah, Lindsay looked good. She looked relaxed. It didn't seem like, how did she look when she finished? I mean, was it, did it seem like she would put everything out there or was she in such control that she could have done another couple loops? I think she and Kempson both could have done another lap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone yeah. else was smashed. Chris maybe wasn't smashed. She but was, everyone else was smashed. Chris was like defeated personally, it seemed. Yeah. Uh, just because just of the condition. No, she physically could have kept going. I just don't think she was having fun. So she's like, yeah, this kind of draining, it seemed. Are we going to see Lindsay lose ever again? Or is it Nicole, just, or is she just going chance. to? Nicole no. could have shown up, but she wasn't going to win this one. No way. Yeah. It would take a person and a course. It would take like Emma and slow. Or Emma in a 10K on the track. Yeah, I mean, something something where the predominant skill is very runnable terrain. Even Ida, Emma in like a, a runnable mountain. Ida beat her in the 3K, though. I guess that's, that's true. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but is, it, is, is she going to lose where she doesn't screw up? Where she right. just gets beat beaten straight up? There's only one engine in the sport that can do it currently. Emma. And that's Emma. And is she in the sport? Right now, Emma has beaten her a couple times in Sky Races this year, so like she gets in there every time. Yeah, she's never lost to Lindsay outside of OCR. Hmm, that might be true. Yeah, but just with the ascension of of Chris, like I figure at one point, like if Lindsay starts stalling, Chris keeps ascending. I was hoping that it could be this could be that day. I mean, Bracken, you took Chris number one overall. Thinking that potentially yeah. that, that she could have had a win over Lindsay in this race, but like as good as Chris is is and how good she is getting, not like on this Lindsay, course. Yeah, but I mean, like Big Bear, I think she would have beat her potentially if you had the the weight of Big Bear carries. I think that that would have changed things a lot. Did you guys see Samuel A. Bear? He like grabbed one, put it on his shoulder, grabbed one in his hand, started running, and just like swung it up to his shoulder, yeah. like it was like that's a strong guy. Yeah. But like he is definitely strong. But like, what are these sandbags? What do we? What do we got? These yeah. they're monopoly pillows. bags. Yeah, they were they were legit forty five pounds, maybe forty. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Forty. But a couple of people were talking that Ryland did that round one because there was a there was a, a just a cluster at the bags. The we can get to it later, but the the course layout wasn't conducive to uh, not having bottlenecking. Hmm. And so when you got there, it, we'd already bottlenecked on the Irish table. I don't know if they got much camera on that. There were only two sections of the, it, the Irish table was really just the hurdles. The hurdle. yeah. It's like wider yeah. at the top. But it was taller. Yeah. But there were two sections and one was for women. You weren't allowed to go over it. Mm-hmm. So it was like left. a 10 foot section with 15 people going through. You just couldn't. The first obstacle too, right? Fit it. And then the second was the the bags. And instead of lining it up a little longer, it was a like a six by six clump. You had a pallet. Yeah. So it was, yeah, not even a six by six clump. So it was bad. So Ryland just grabbed two farmers carry started and then got them up as he went. And so people started doing that. People who had grip to spare. Huh. And I, I do think the intention of having the uh, IRS table that early was 
go ahead, try to burn out on that first climb, see what happens. It was probably kind of a to lure some athletes. I think we're giving them too much credit. Agreed. Could be. Could be. Yeah, that'd be great if they're that detail oriented about every every single. Like, <laughs> yeah. What would happen if someone came out hard? What if they went easy? What if it was a bottleneck? They're they would have said through. that in the briefing. They would have been like, first obstacle is bottlenecked. You got to make your choice if you're getting there or not. That would have encouraged it. There wasn't a word about that. They're like, yeah, oh, we needed nine. Yeah. This one was easy to move. We put it there. I do want to talk later about how to make a better flow to it. Done. So I think they can fix this, but not now. So Ida coming in third. Uh, and she was, well, she was basically was kind of alone in that final. I mean, yeah. she went out hard with Lindsay and Chris was there as well, but then everything kind of started to stretch out a little bit. Alex coming in fourth. It's a pretty good result. Didn't seem like she was in it that much in the well, final. Do you, do you know what happened? I don't know what happened. Her hair got stuck in lap one. Oh, really? Because she seemed like yeah. she was way back. She was like, even though she wasn't in uh, Lindsay or Chris or Ida's heat in the preliminary rounds, she put up times that were comparable to them. Yeah, she was and, running great. Yeah, and that was what I was re- I was looking for four athletes to really give a run for it, but her hair got stuck in lap one and multiple times throughout the day. So Dang. That, that definitely hurt her. Because, yeah, fourth is a good result in this field. Yeah. I mean, we thought she yeah, would she, do well. But... She also timed out on the laser crystal, so that didn't help after getting her hair stuck. So uh, Somebody's just – can you if you threw it, like, is it attached to anything? Or could you, like, throw it all the way down the mountain? Now you could just chuck that thing. Yeah, you could punt that. <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't see it. I timed yeah. out on the third lap. Send it all the way. Send it yeah. to, to Nazareth down 191, you know? Then Jakob Pogba finished. Gotcha, yeah, dog. Like, uh, you don't know. Yeah. Got you. Ali Tippett uh, was second last time, finishing sixth here. She could have had another fifth. They they got off the rig at the same exact time at the end, and it was pistol. whoever shot the laser pistol first. Yeah, pistol made a difference, and and without such a heavy sandbag, how much do you think the weather played into some of these results, Bracken? Like, do you, what is that affecting everybody, or some people who may have been in like more dry, arid type climates having a harder time? I don't know. I it sounds funny to say because I did so horrendously. But that kind of weather doesn't affect me in short races, so I didn't notice it. Beast like, what, cares, and, and so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think like this is so bad. I'm going to talk to people. I, the weather wasn't. People would just comment like, "This is hot," or "I can't stop sweating." But no one was like, "I can't race again because it's too hot." Not that, not that I heard of. Uh, it was warm up sucked, obviously, mm-hmm. and then right away after it was scramble for any shade possible. But people had their system down. Like it, people were doing what they needed to do. I didn't hear anything about that. Okay. doesn't mean it didn't affect them, but I didn't hear anyone talking about it. Okay. It must have just been a matter of the sand, sandbag versus barbed wire crawl for Allie. That seems to be like the main difference in her result well, here. Let's it's, also give Allie credit because it was a much heavier sandbag carry and you had less competition last time and she still managed to... To hang with everybody. Actually, Big Bear was pretty competitive. On the no, road. yeah, I wouldn't say there's less competition. Yeah. It's, it's almost the same ad. Alex. You're interchangeable. Lindsay and Nicole, Edith's yeah. still there. Rose was out. Alex is there. So yeah, okay, it, it's pretty comparable. Pretty Here's comparable. what I think. How awesome is it for her that we're talking like, oh, was this disappointing or not? I was not? just thinking that. If Big yeah. Bear wasn't here, this was her best finish ever. Totally. totally. I mean, I it's a great this, result. I think this reaffirmed who she is in the sport now. Right. Yep. And she did Big Bear at altitude. She lives in Utah. She comes to a humid 
mm-hmm. not even close to similar weather conditions race in Palmerton with lighter sandbag carries. She's legit. Yes. And I need to add a, an asterisk to what I said about the heat. I didn't run the final. <laughs> so you didn't? If, the heat, if the heat was going to affect anyone, it was lap two and three of the final. Going up to the start line for second round was hot as you were standing there. You understood that. So I, I can only imagine that round three was worse. So I'm a little out of pocket saying, yeah, I don't think heat affected people too much. Is is the hat sunburn prevention? Barbed wire. Barbed wire. Scalp. We, we could see from the start it was going to be a problem. People, some people wore tops. I did. I put the hat on because people were losing hair in the barbed wire. Right. There were two Walker. guys afterwards like, hey, did you lose right hair? Or some guy with an accent. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, I lost some. As we were crawling through, some guy next to me goes, hey, that's my hair. <laughs> the round before just Gross. stuck in there. So as soon as I saw that, I'm like, if it nicks me, I'm I'm cut, cut. You don't think that's t- you don't think you're tougher up there? No, this is years this of baby skin. Baby skin. This has only been exposed to the world for seven, eight years. <laughs> that's it's true. The, it's the softest skin on my body. You're you're. The top of your head is like in third grade. So yeah. Usually I wear a hat for some protection, but for here it was a hundred percent barbed wire protection. Gotcha. Lauren Weeks finishing seventh, made the final. I picked her to get second overall, one of my top picks in fantasy. Right after that descent in after Z Wall, I was like, oh boy. <laughs> it's probably she not. It looked like be... she got heat stroke at the end. Oh, was she hurting? Oh. It, watch the video watch her last climb before that like coming out of the barbed wire heading into the rig at the end of lap three it's uh not not your typical lauren weeks i think the weather definitely got the worst of her there hmm but she yeah. still made the finals yeah after amazing. doing one one week before that was her first obstacle race in over two years and she just came off a win uh, in Utah, second place the following day, and to make the finals in a field like this, she did what she was supposed to do. She lost to obstacle racers. And I haven't talked to her, but I would just imagine it's like, let's just see. Let's see if this is viable, if I should think about Abu Dhabi or, mm-hmm. yeah, after Deca Worlds or whatever and see if I can throw my hat into the mix. And, you know, maybe if this is Palm Beach, maybe she'd. It's even better if it's or Big, Big Bear. Bear. If Big yeah. Bear, she probably fares better than this. Yeah. This hill was steep enough that if you charged it, you paid for it. Mm. Not Samuel A. Bear. He was charging every time. Even the business. He's a monster. He's a monster. It's a good point. Yeah. But I'm saying she can overwork sometimes on the flats and recover. You don't. You didn't get to do that on this mountain. Her descending, though, is what I was saying. Even like if it wasn't a ton of it, that descent from Z-Wall to mm-hmm. rope climb was enough that you could see who was comfortable descending and who wasn't. Yeah. She said it beforehand. It, oh, did she? Yeah. She's like, I just don't like descending. Mm-hmm. I think that sucks to race on this fit. Like 30% of this race is going to be descending. <laughs> it sucks to race any Spartan race. If that is the case. Yeah. How was that descent? Was it, I mean, it's grass and that one was think, smooth. Yeah. I don't think that footing's too bad. The other one got sketchy. There were dropouts in the grass. We were walking beforehand and a couple of people were walking down on, I think, uh, who was doing that? Why well, can't I even think of his name? <laughs> Content. Oh, this Content's amazing here. This is really good. Weight fest mm-hmm. champ. Jared Newby. 
Jared knew me. He and I chatted a lot while Wait, we were out there. Champion. And he, he goes down th- through the middle. He's like, don't step here. And he puts his foot and it goes down like four inches into the earth. And that last descent was sketchier, but the first one was clean. Okay. What'd you wear for shoes? Did you go to Evo Jaws? Are they still no, wet I from went the race? No, I went the Pulsar SGs. Okay. Did you bring spikes? Did you find that track? <laughs> Didn't. Didn't. I was fresh enough to run fast, though. You you probably could have ripped that 51 51 mid. Yeah. Do you ask anybody to to go and run a 400 afterwards just to get their times? It was so hot before the race that no one would have even considered it. (laughs) We were sitting there, like, putting our shoes on to warm up, just dripping. We were soaked through before we even started our warm up. (laughs) No one wanted a 400. (laughs) The weather sucks so bad. And, Rich, I went back. I looked. I ran a 53.5. Is my fastest post collegiate. Okay. It was a relay split. What? Yeah. I ran a summer relay. I think we should run a relay. That was at, 10 at the years we- ago. at the wedding. Let's do a four by four. I'll be obsolete. Okay. We can do I, that. Pi- I pitched it to Kirk. Now you're fine. You'll you'll be the anchor. It'll be like the tanker, tanker relay <laughs> type of thing. Saying, I'll I'll race walk it. I can't run yet. You're so still- I don't think sub fifty five's in the cards right now for me. That was ten years ago. In spikes in a relay. Hmm. All right. We'll worry about it later. Yes, we will. We sure will. Yep. What else on the women's end? um, I was just going to say, we mentioned Lauren Griffith getting in as the last spot. Julie Vest actually qualified, but then she was assessed the penalty later. What was her penalty? So she got dizzy um, heading into the rope climb. She steps on the step, grabs it, swings forward, doesn't let go of the ring, and puts her feet back onto the step again because she was just feeling lightheaded. And then half a second later, she's, she resumes it, goes through it, grabs everything exactly where you're expecting to completes it. No problem finishes. And her time would have been in the top eight to make the finals, but she did not make the finals because they assessed her a 10 minute penalty. That's against the rules. Yeah. Stepping on the the step again. Yeah. Oh, we got to talk about the straps too. I didn't even have that written down. Remind me later. I, I, I didn't, I didn't go into that part of it because I figured we were going to do later, but that was, she completed no straps in the briefing at the end of it, someone Kempson, someone, someone good. <laughs> Not that everyone there wasn't good, but like a yeah. legit podium contender. Some I forget who it was said, "What is the ruling on the straps before and the race?" Like before the race. Okay. He's like, "You may grab anywhere you want." He didn't even say like we'd prefer to grab here. He said, "Anywhere you want to grab, grab away." And everyone kind of looked at each other like, <laughs> "Why even hang anything?" <laughs> And so you saw some people did. Some a lot people of people didn't. did. A lot of people did. Some, I would say maybe like 10% of the field was grabbing the ropes where you'd expect them ropes. to. I thought, you know what? If I'm going to suck today, I'm going to do a rig. At least you could then pop off at the mouth and be like, hey, if everyone was man enough like me. Out of the rig completers, I was top 10. Easily. Easily. Send me, sign me up for OCR Worlds. Get him out there, mammoth. You probably qualify. You think you qualified with this race? I think you just had to run. I don't think so. Sign me up. Nah, you're fine. I'll get you out there. All right. Over to dudes. Yeah, because Julie Best, I did see that. that she, they did reinstate the points, which I think is fair. I did like the way that they, a DNF is a pretty killer in terms of the series. So I'm glad that they did go back and have a little yeah. more sense to kind of place them. Did they place them at the back? Where did they place Tyler? 10 minute penalty. That's 10 minute penalty. Seven, eight minute round. You're not. So you're basically, basically whooped them. He gave it to yeah. him in that business and they're in your athletes. It'll show. Took down the 2022 15K champ by proxy. The following year. I'm a world champ. 
sign up for sign up for Mammoth. It's gonna be my IG bio now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Parentheses by proxy. <laughs> People will like it. All right, yeah. I'm gonna run through the dudes real quick. We had Kempson with the win. Ryan yeah, Atkins second. You wish. Manuel Defoe third. <laughs> TVT Thomas Van Tonder fourth. Hot call fifth. Samuel Abair sixth. Tyler McCreary. How about that? McCready. Yeah. McCready. I always say it wrong. Tyler McCready seventh. Pretty good. You mentioned him during the the pre during the draft. You're like, what's he up to? And I we're did. just like, he just performs. It's it doesn't make sense, but he does. Logan Broadbent eighth. Your guy Ciro off of the podium. Streak, streaks over. Then he and did the, uh, the super also yeah, not on the podium. Back to back days. So he's out. Streaks yep. over. Balen Bean was tenth. Austin Azar eleventh. Robert Killian twelfth. Chris Marone thirteenth. Adam Beach fourteenth. It's worth just mentioning everybody because making that final is no joke. Making that final is no joke for that. Who were some of the people who didn't make the final just to go through that? I don't have that written down. Oh, I thought you have the results pulled up. R- Ryland did. They don't they don't put the results all the way up. They just put the final yeah. on this. Mm. Ryland did John, not make it. Uh Tyler Jared Newby, not making it. Jared Bracken, not making it. BK. Basically my entire fantasy team. John Howard missed it by one spot for the second straight race. So poor guy. That's yeah, tough. He was my analog for who I'd I said I'd I'd be roughly him. I don't know if it would have gone by, the same because of how by proxy, the was. By yeah. proxy, you did not make it then. No, by mm-hmm. proxy, I beat Bracken. So Oh yeah. That's true. Yeah. You're also if you were capable of crawling without cramping, you were gonna give it to me. <laughs> yeah. Jack, you're a little tall, man. I don't know. I don't know if that'd be yeah. good for you. I agree. I, yeah, I'm yeah. Not what's your what's your what's your crawl game right like? Um, mediocre. It's better than Shaq free throw shooting, but definitely not Steph Curry at the line. Would you wear multiple shirts? One to protect you from the sun. Like if you if if like you wore a shirt, got scratched, you'd probably then get sunburn in that spot, right? Whether I can't afford opening, that. No you way. Don't want that. Yeah, multiple no, shirts. Absolutely not. No. Probably multiple putting shirts. sunscreen on there just so it'll like nicely cut me. And sunscreen on sunscreen bit. on the shirt, so like in yeah. when it opens, motorcycle it kind of like jacket. Into. That shirt, no, yeah, yeah, wear some leather out there. It, it could work, honestly. It probably be le- leather and a helmet, a full motorcycle garb was oh, probably the move. Easily, for this. yeah, I yeah. Get yeah. jacket and leather from time to time. I I don't own anything leather. <laughs> but if that's what you want to picture, that's me not in. that's not true. I want to see. I, you gotta, gotta wear that to the wedding. Leather it out. <laughs> leather, yeah. Top and bottom. Yeah. So Kempson brought it, man. He was he was truly impressive here. It seemed he was the class of the field. Atkins again, maybe he's a little bit rusty, but I don't even know in this format if I mean like we've been we were so impressed with Kempson in Jacksonville in 2019 with that win over a very stout field, and it was like pretty assertive. But I don't know. This might be is this his best win? Very impressive. I don't know if it's his best or not, but he was on a different level of everything than anyone else there. He looked the best. He was the best mover. And he was, I think he was the best on every single, like every phase of the game he won. Hmm. He was jumping off everything, all three rounds. Everyone else got dull. In person, he was popping off the ground all the way through. He was getting down the descent. And then aggressively jumping off the ground as high as you could get on rope climb, popping off that, hitting the ground and bounding off. Like he was, he was stealing seconds on transitions all the way through the race. Well, after everyone else had just resigned themselves to survive, he was on a different 
plane of existence than anyone else there. And watching it, I thought there is only one person I've ever watched in OCR that could have given him any business, any even challenge on that day on that course. And that would be Hobie. Hobie on this course would have been nasty. And I don't even know if he'd be the favorite. No one else could crawl. He moved so well. Hmm. Be interested to see VJ on against him in this that type of format because I mean VJ beat him in Stratton, not that much different. I mean the bar, the crawling would VJ have struggled on that crawl. He's a good crawler, he's but he's good, tall. but not Kempson level. I don't know. Prior to the I think prior to the final, out. Atkins kind of sarcastically but good naturedly said to me, "Well, coach, what should I do in the final?" I said, "How do you feel you are on the crawl?" said, are you the best crawler or significantly worse? He said, I, I don't know if I'm the best, but I'm right there. Like that, that was everyone's level of confidence yeah. against other people. And Kempson significantly gapped them. How much it, time did he take from him on that pistol though? Pew. Atkins said he lost like 12 seconds. 12 seconds. I thought he mentioned. Yeah. Was he counting? That, Even uh, if it's only eight. Like there, you weren't getting that back on Kempson. No, 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 no. no. You're not Kempson led it. the charge up the first hill. Right. Sammy Laybear. Kempson was right there as well. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it might be his best win. I mean, when we look at the, when we look at the all time rankings at the end of the year, we're going to have to mention this. It might give him a little bit of juice. There was a field. Might be his best. When he does it, he does it pillar to post. Yeah. When he has his, when he pops off for a win, he wins. It's kind of like, I guess, similar to VJ. VJ will slow play a little longer, but VJ wins, no doubt about it. VJ just wins have, more often. This VJ is only Kempson's second. Yeah. V, VJ hangs around, game. and then when he picks his moment, he'll put 45 seconds on you and the, the final part of a race yeah. rather than Kempson winning by 45 seconds, but it's over the course of the race instead of just at key moments. Yeah. Yeah. Then Manuel's just, he's just good at this. He's the real format, three. man. What the heck? He's the real deal. He really you want to know something, something crazy about Manuel Defoe? Is this it? This isn't, this isn't the moment. No, no, no. Okay. He, he did not get, I'll, I'll let you guys guess. So he started racing in 2016. That was his first ever Spartan race. He's done trail running and stuff like that throughout Switzerland. When do you think his first elite podium was? After COVID. Also after COVID, because I see your head nodding. Mm -hmm. Uh, It could have been. uh, Yeah. Got there at the same time, maybe a little quicker than me. 2021. Wow. So he spent five plus years figuring it out. He had like a couple of fourth, fifth finishes and stuff like that. But he did not get his first elite podium until three years ago. Shout out to the he's 42 years old. He was in his he was 40 years old when he got his first elite podium. Now he's just working everybody three straight races, doing transatlantic flights, sometimes transcontinental on top of transatlantic, like unreal what this guy's doing. Never stop believing, old folks. Is this the most impressive 40 plus season you guys can remember? How old we was Killian when he 40 won? 40-year-old world 39, 39, almost everybody. I thought Cody won at 40 or Hobie. It was 39 for Cody, Hobie, Zuzana, like in a three-straight-year window, and they've never won since. 
And then Hobie was 40 and he got like seventh when Hunter beat him that year. And yeah, that could be seventh, right? We'll see how he finishes up the, at the world championship level. Cause I mean, these races, this is the most stacked. I mean, they all, he seems to just perform well. Woods at 40 was podium national series. Was it? But also like Ryland and Tyler didn't make the final. Which I know you got to run the race, right? You got to sure. play the results. They both what it beat was. him head to head last time, so maybe he's fifth here. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. TVT, your guy, worth the block card. Is it worth the block card for me to just stomp no. on you guys in the final score? Yeah, no, it, was it was a waste. You you would have won without it. Uh, we didn't expect Rylan to not make the finals, and Tyler. Either, we didn't say they, without hindsight. I don't care. I am proud of picking Thomas Van Tonder. I'm glad you used your block, block card. card. It was just an epic moment in race. I'm proud you history. used me to scout the foreigners and decide who you should pick. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. I'm Let's like, see. you know, who's got a good idea about this race? Bracken. Sure I'm does. Gonna, I'm gonna draft off Bracken. Yeah. Whatever he does. What was that? Would you? Who should have taken that? What was the replacement over? What was the vote on that one? Look, so it was basically so was a four, four point, point four swing. or five point swing. Yeah. Wouldn't have Do I get bonus that. points for him winning the prelim? Who did? Uh, yeah, Logan. zero bonus points. He did? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. He he gave it to people. He crushed everybody. That was must have been the second heat we didn't get to see. He was in my heat, yeah. Yeah. We didn't see much of that, I don't think. We had a big heat. There was, it was stacked. We had the All most were, people yeah. in. Yeah. Logan, Ryland, Atkins, Tyler. Veerman. Logan won the first ever Spartan cross format in a... Uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yeah. The the beta test for it. Mm-hmm. He came out of the Atkins was like, I looked up after the barbed wire crawl and Logan's on the pistol. <laughs> Where, <laughs> what happened there? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and he's he's a good runner. He can run up hills, man. Even though he lives in flat Ohio, he can do hills. We were before the race, we all, not all, but most people walked or jogged up to the top of the course to see because they changed the carry. They shortened it significantly and put it on the other side of the course. The carry was maybe 50 meters long. Uh, it was so short. But anyways, we wanted to see it and then see the angle of the Z-Wall, just to get a feel for everything. And we're all up at the top watching people power hike up. I had gone hands on my knees at one point to get to the top. We hadn't started our warm up yet. And on my way down, Logan's just running up the hill towards us. <laughs> No one else ran up the hill. Everyone else is saving their energy or started jogging. It was like, forget this. This is steep. I'm going to save it. Logan just smiling and chatting away, running, bounding up the hill. He's got something it. different. He's His got energy. running ability for where he lives is. He's, he's got good energy too. Lots he's of got it. good energy. Lots of it. Yep. He's not young either. I think he's about my age. Um, Hawk Hall finishing fifth. Good result. Hawk good. looked miserable for the <laughs> second race in a row. But just stays in it. Yeah. He looks he gas. He looks stronger also. He's bigger. He is yeah. noticeably bigger. Remember when I told you guys with 10 pounds? He told he's me he was gonna do that. Best ascender in the world. Bracken just confident. He's getting he's gonna give you a run for your money for the best pump in a couple of years. Impossible. Come on. Different. I got old man strength starting to come my way soon. Right. Fair enough. <laughs> Big time. Second best pump. He'll be on the pump podium. How about that? By the pump, time I hit podium. 40, I'm going to look like Stallone in the Expendables. Just, just veins. <laughs> All just, natural. Yeah. Like I'm hatching a nest of snakes under my skin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, what else stood out on the men's side? Are we, I guess just like the story is Kempson over Atkins, right? Like Atkins yeah. showing up for the first time in yeah, seven, eight months. Um, and pistol wasn't great. Crawl was definitely a game changer. And Atkins was the next best crawler in the final. It looked like. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine the narrative difference if Kempson's, uh, he flip flop, flip flop, flip flopped on the way to the race. And said, all right, I'm probably not going to race. If he had just right. stuck to that, the story would have been Lindsay and Ryan come back and win everything again. Right, right, right. So, and instead, Ryan looked truly miserable in the final. And yeah. still better than everyone else. He ran into a buzzsaw, but Kempson almost didn't even race. I think that one of the stories, besides the depth of competition, which was fantastic. We saw international athletes, Thomas Van Tonder, uh, and obviously Manuel Defoe again, doing really well. But if you look at the top Eight results, seven of them live on the East Coast or in the Mid-Atlantic region. And I think that that clearly was a difference maker, at least on the men's side. Um, you saw people like Samuel Bear and Tyler McCready and Logan. Uh, Logan's done this before, but uh, Samuel and Tyler have never been top five, top six, seven, whatever, at a national series race. And this is a really good field. And they're just used to the conditions. And they have the skill set to do well in a course like this. So I think, yes the they have the skill set but i think that being located in that part of the country paid off a little bit as well noted for a, next year for the draft i have a lukewarm take on this let's go i think this was the high rocks course of spartan what i think it was the the closest balance we've ever seen to running versus everything else on a spartan course because there's very little fast running but the little flat that was there you could move on downhills are kind of accessible to anyone uphill truly matters with engine and then the crawl was the sleds and so it really there were some people qualifying through to the second round and then going back and forth with people like i was surrounded by people at the at the pistol that i've never seen before in my life i didn't know who they were that doesn't happen out on a super course or even a sprint course this it was a really even competition playing field and just like high rocks the best athletes won because no one specialized for this yet but the crawl was the sleds and hmm. and it felt like any body type could succeed here. That doesn't generally happen out on course. These are U.S. sleds, not Hong Kong ones. Not Hong yeah. Kong. Yeah, that's a pretty decent take. You had a bear next to Hawk Hall. Like there's right. that that doesn't happen on a course. True. You had Balin being next to Austin Azar. <laughs> like this this was the the mixing ground. It was it the course might have been dumb. The test might have been foolish. But it tested all skills equally. I'll give them that. Don't we like it when stuff gets mixed up? We used to talk about how Isaiah just would hang with some of these guys, Hunter, who mm -hmm. on the surface, you should not be able to in a distance trail race. And yet all skills combined, you're, you see some crazy outcomes. Of course, the cream of the crop is all the cream is always going to rise to the top. That's why you saw Kemps and Atkins, Lindsay, mm -hmm. Chris, they did their thing. But having... A little bit of parody is kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. If this was any other thing other than an advertised, fast, spicy, TV-friendly 3K that's going to revolutionize the sport. If this was any other thing, we'd be like, this is Spartan of old. We're not running. We're power hiking. We're not doing fast stuff. We're grinding. Anybody type. Can, it was From that perspective, it was a success. What do we yep. think? So the one thing about Spartan in general, just OCR in general, things go wrong. There's a lot of factors out there, always an issue of mine. It's like whoever the most fit isn't always the 
the mm-hmm. one who ends up on the podium. With Ryland just missing a rig, right? Like we've seen him make mistakes in the past. He might not have made the final. And uh, no, he would have definitely made even the final. at that point. He would have definitely made the final. I think he would have. I think he, he would have been at the back with... end. He was at the back. He was like kind of mid back end of that. Yeah, of the top guys in that heat. But I'm pretty Jack. Am I right? I, I he was around people who definitely made the finals, and then okay. he just he just slid it's like a fire pole, just, just slid off it. No straps. Ryland doing it the real way. Paid the price. Too much integrity. Not good. Fudge where you can. Take yep. your advantage. We're talking about sports out yeah. here, but that's just it's just unfortunate, right? We want to see, especially on against. This field, he was a, a returning champion in this field. Only two, uh, two other people have won these races. He's one of them against Kempson and Atkins and some international athletes. And second place from last race didn't yeah. make it either. Exactly. So it's like, it's just, fr- it's just what's frustrating in general about yeah. that sport. It's like, yeah. man, I would really like them. I would like an optional retry for these. The penalty's sitting there, but you can retry if you want. I would like that to be a thing where if you slip off, you can go back, do it again. You've wasted eight to 10 seconds and you're on with your race. I think that if you can't do it, like had I slipped off at the end, I wouldn't have wanted to try again. My grip was starting to fade. I would have taken the penalty loop. Sure. But for him, I don't know why you wouldn't have the optional retry. I think that would help this format. Otherwise you make a mistake and you're done. It's over. I think it would add excitement to the sport if he slips off and has to sprint back around and get back on and go through. But at the same time, I mean, this is what we're, this is the sport, right? You need to be clean. You need to be able to do all of the things as well as anybody else. And if you don't, the the consequence has to mean something. And and this has got him before. He has great grip. And from time to time, he falls off a rig. And he's definitely practicing. Blue Mountain, that happened to him. He he failed yeah, like in twister or something. Yeah, but then he won. He still won that oh, race. Oh, no, no. the other the other Blue Mountain. So he okay. won the race that he failed. I'm saying Kelowna. Kelowna. Yes, that happened Mountain. as well. Yeah, he, he missed in Blue Mountain. Didn't cost him. He did. He it was in the the low festival area the first time down in the mountain. I think it was Twister or maybe even like Monkey Bar. It was it was a very something that no one failed. And then he mm-hmm. ended up catching his way back up with everybody, and then was stretching when he started cramping towards the end of the race, but. He could find a way to mm. get back into any race if there's enough time. 1K is really difficult to do. Oh, yeah. Of all the people we've ever had who from time to time will miss obstacles but are really good, does he have the best grip of anyone who's ever been prone to the occasional obstacle miss? You'd think so, right? Like, and he's like, he does ninja stuff. Cause who else, who else are you considering? Like Woods, Woods, Cody would from time to time. Early on, Lindsay would Lindsay from time to time. Stuff, yeah. uh, Kent had his yips <laughs> with the twister for a while. Miriam, no, she doesn't have good grips. She just falls. <laughs> I mean, good people who fail stuff, sure. Yeah, but he's he's the outlier in that group. I wouldn't even right. consider Kenton fails. He just had the yips with twister for a little bit. Then he figured it out. But he's the outlier. He's the only one with really good grip. Like he he placed he was a podium until he was DQ'd at OCR Worlds, right on a grip intensive year and then he'll just fall off some things from time to time and he's still i mean this is really his second full season right Mm -hmm. so he's still figuring it out i suppose for sure maybe he's a victim of his ascension rate yeah exactly but he's not failing because he can't do it no 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 
Right. There may be some just some, maybe he's looking past just focus. things sometimes. It could just be focused yeah. in the middle of the thing yeah. for sure. And he won the race before. So if he gets in that final, he, he might be able to run his way back into it with three laps. It's just, it's just the the side effect of in a 1K lap, you can't afford a 200 meter extra run. You can't run a 1200 meter race when everyone else is doing a thousand. No, I didn't check his his social media, but I didn't see him make an excuse. Did you guys? Uh, I did not notice. Okay, so he's been injured. He's had a cut on the bottom of his foot that he couldn't train at first, and then it got infected. Oh, shoot. And so he- He hasn't been running for like a month and a half. Yeah, he tried to run and couldn't. And and anyway, this was, he had a, a sky, a circ race the next day. He had a flight booked to fly home to and didn't even bother because he's not able to run right now. So he was certainly- at a reduced capacity. Right. But he didn't, to his credit, he didn't make a big deal about it. It wasn't all over social media like a large percentage of this sport would have done. He may yeah, mention he also- not being able to run for, for a couple of weeks. Oh, I, I did know that. Okay. But yeah, but, uh, yeah so I don't know even know how it, he would hold up over the course of, how long did that final 3K take? 25 minutes? 23 for Kempson. 23. That's I think disgusting. Lindsay was 26. So yeah. That's that's three back to back sub eight minute laps. Like that's, that's pretty nasty, pretty nasty. Yeah. Bef- right. Before we move on, Rich, there is a a new little thing. If if you don't mind sharing your screen, uh, one of the listeners, Scott Neth, mentioned. If you guys nice. want to do a little bit of OCR trivia, I'm thinking of just every single episode, just for the listeners. We kind of have the hardcore fans, and every once in a while, I'll mention something and just kind of give it away. But I think we're what are we gonna, calling this? What are we calling this segment? I just call it race brain trivia. We'll, we'll figure something out. Bracken, do we like that one? I love it. All right, we'll come. We'll we'll do something later, uh, or a new name. If later, you'd but... come up with it, I might have liked it more. Official Power factual. Yeah. Yeah. Official fitness facts. Sure, but anyway, I'm gonna uh, put a question on the screen, and the two of you are going to try to guess the answer. And this is about the race. It involves Ryan. Is this going to be Je- is it Jeopardy style where we're is it, are you giving us the answer? Do we have to? Buzz? I'm going to I'm going to give the answer next week. So you guys are going to give an answer right now, and I'll tell you if you're right or not. Wow, Unless, that is burying the lead there. All right, never mind. Fine, I'll I'll give you the answer after you guys can think about it. You guys have. Well, what's 30. the point of this? Is this for us or the audience? Both. That's why I was going to give it next week, so the Please audience save it. Have. Just tell us who's right. All right, all right, I'll tell you after the episode. How about that? Here, I'm going to display this. You guys can think of it. Who has more? National Series podiums, Ryan Atkins, or all the other people named Ryan combined after this race. And I'm talking about Woods, Kent, Kempson, all three of them combined, or Ryan Atkins. Rich Ryan. Rich Ryan as well. Yep. Contributing there. Put me in there. National Series podiums, not just regular ones, but big stage. It would seem like because of Woods, you'd have a giant chunk of podiums but atkins has been doing this for he's always on the podium do you count mbc races as national series yep oh then it's atkins i think it's atkins don't don't forget that kent has been around since 2015 as well he only has like two okay so you guys are locking in atkins uh he's got at least more than that yeah he's he's one he's one win kent has seattle maybe twice he's got new jersey third place behind your boy Holler. And then he also has West Virginia at least once. 
Yeah, I'm let's just go Atkins. Atkins. I'm taking Atkins. Do you guys want me to tell you if you're right or not? Kind of. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're correct. Atkins has more than all the other three. By so like a lot, but like. It, uh, I don't have, I don't remember the number. It's not in front of oh. me. It's, it's like 18 for the other three and Atkins has 22 or 23. So he still has a notable lead because pretty much what happens. Atkins is also on the podium when one of them gets it. So there's not really a, a gap being created. Always on the podium. Yeah. So anyway, there's your there's your trivia. Uh, I'll Jack, official, factual, official, fu- functional, factual. There we go. So I'll, I'll try doing that whenever it pops up every week or two. I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. All right, let's do it. Barbed wire. What do we think? Rack and you were there. We think. And and Rich, why are you even mentioning this question? Has there been some social media outrage, for instance? There, there, there seems to be issues brought up by the athletes, not complaints. Just issues I brought to light, it brought to the surface. Interesting that some people reacted so violently against the idea of removing the barbs. Against, yeah, like Kevin Donahue was really, really aggressive against it, and there were some other people in the sport that were kind of aggressive Damn, against it. Yeah, um, Megiddo had a nice comeback on him, but. I didn't see any of that. I just had to stop reading because I was getting angry. So I'm going to stay away from the debate of it and just ask the question. What does it bring to the table? Like what, what are we gaining from the barbs themselves that we'd be losing if they were gone? I think just consequence. Consequence of what? Uh, pain. I mean, like, <laughs> what, do we need a, what's the, what, what is the action that needs to be punished? Got to get that butt low. I mean, it does. Like, it doesn't this, keep you from raising your back up, as we clearly saw. But yeah, like, otherwise, no one would be cut. It's like you said mo- for a I stadium do- race, like when it's wire or when it's like bungee, you basically can go right through it. You know what uh, Warrior Dash did at the World Championships? They used slat boards. Yeah, uh, that's you what raise I was too high on that. You slam into it. That's kind of what I was thinking here. Like, what if these are what if these are planks with corrugated pipe, something, whatever you want? Yeah, it's it doesn't stop you from going too high, but what it does do is it punishes you before you go too high. And I think uh, I think Donahue made a a point. Donahue's my friend; he's my buddy, but he's wrong on this one. He's saying it was a consequence of your decision to intentionally go too high. Those barbs can stick up to a quarter inch or more below the wire. I was constantly hearing my shirt rip when I wasn't touching anything. Right. Because they extend below. So, no, it's not. Someone's like, wouldn't you agree that if you're getting cut, it's because you're cheating? Yeah. And no. trying to go too high. It's like, no. No, 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 and, no, no. It'd be like and, a, an electric fence that buzzed you if you got within a quarter inch of it. Yeah. And <laughs> that's and, not pushing the rules. No. Another no. thing. Here's the barbed wire. It's not straight like this. It sags. And mm-hmm. someone takes your line. You might be forced to go in that middle section where it's lower. Even if you're crawling low and it would have been perfectly fine on the side where it wasn't sagging, nothing you can do about it. You're going to get cut up. Well, and with those mounds, there were spots where there wasn't clearance. You either had to choose to go around longer to get clearance or just try to scooch underneath it. So anyways, I I just don't know what it brings to the sport. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to get HIV off it. It's possible. I don't think anyone's going to get a bloodborne pathogen. It's possible. But what we have seen is that people will get infected from it. 
And so if the consequence of it being there is greater than the potential benefit of it being there, which is we can't come up with a benefit of the barb itself, then why? Then what What purpose does it serve? Yeah. And it doesn't I think enhance a, the sport. A lot of the complaints are from people who have never gone at it at a speed which is required to not lose contact. And there's a difference between racing and completing a course. And a lot of people, they think they're going really fast. They're super tired, but they're not going to be as fast as Atkins or Kempson or Lindsay or any of the, the faster athletes who are truly moving and trying to save time on it. And there is one way to go fast in barbed wire and it's being recklessly or being reckless in it. And that has consequences. And I don't think people are, are a lot of people are acknowledging that you can't avoid the barbs if you're going fast you you literally can't and they've never gone it at race mode so they can't put themselves into the shoes and th this also isn't the first time we have seen this it was just very prominent because of how often people had to do climbs during this specific race this has been going on for a long time people mentioning we just should we should get rid of it i know we had a podcast earlier this year when we said how would we fix spartan or ocr when that was one of our topics and this was one of the things that I mentioned earlier in the year. Ian Hosick's been vocal about it. Uh, a lot of people have been vocal about it for years, even before we started talking about it. And I don't know. You got to get rid of it, in my opinion. It doesn't bring anything to the table. And people also forget it's bad because it's uphill. You can avoid it when it's flat because you can flatten yourself as much as you want and you can roll or scooch. You can't roll uphill and you can't really scooch uphill, especially with the berm. You had to get off the ground in order to even gain purchase forward, which puts you into the path of the barb. So this it was, it was unfortunate timing in that you had the biggest field we've seen in years trying to make up time and it was uphill and there were berms. So people are saying, oh, you're being babies because you didn't do well. No, we didn't do well. And it also happened to be dumb. It's it's not both or independent of each. Like they're independent, but it's not it's not this both. They're not symbiotic. They're two different things. Bracken, you were physically in that pit. If they mm -hmm. had no barbs in there and you still had to go through that pit, are you getting through that 30, 40 seconds faster? Or are you just getting out, out of it without a couple more cuts? No, I, it would have been the exact same time because I was avoiding the wire for I would say nine out of 10 times it snagged me. It snagged me without touching the wire. The the it's fact that you said out of 10 times, like it's just over and over again as Constantly. well right there. Yeah, but but I wasn't touching the wire. The bar was just extending below it. And that's what happened to most people. It's not that you're pushing up against it because you're trying not to. So I don't know. I, I just don't, I'm not one of those like, oh, it's so cool and so tough and you got to be, no, it's just, it doesn't serve a purpose. You can accomplish whatever purpose it serves in a much better way. <clears throat> I I agree. I think barbed wire is so stupid. I don't think it has any real place in any kind of race. Like to have it be this like dangerous piece, you leave the race feel like scratched up. Like you have to worry about these type of infections. But at the same time, like this isn't new, right? Like yes, the format's new, and having to do it five times is new. But like this is a Spartan race, right? Like it's to me, this is, this is almost the exact same thing as the double sandbag carry from Big Bear. People are just unhappy with it because of how much it sucked in this format. But it was so uncomfortable and so terrible that like they just didn't like it, it seemed like. And it, it, it's just part of the race. I think it's stupid. I think it's a dumb part of the race, but it is still part of the race. I think it reached a boiling point, though. 
because no one came into this race with unscratched backs. Like it reached really. a boiling point because you had to go through it three times. Mm-hmm. Usually you yeah. can skate through once and avoid it. You couldn't here. And usually it gets lost in the mix on the course. You got a, you got 90 minutes to make up for your five, 10 seconds you lose here. It's fine. Having to do it repeatedly is why people's backs look so bad. Right. It wasn't because they were cheating. It's because they got two or three cuts three times in a row. The cheating thing is absurd. That doesn't make any sense. It's like, mm-hmm. no, no, that, that's, that's silly. But it's just like, it's like the, the spear throw. Right. It's just like part of what Spartan does. Like it's this yeah. aesthetic that they want to accomplish. And maybe for sport, like 3K seems to be what the sport part is. Mm-hmm. Maybe for that, get rid of it. Right. Well, but I think it's... you're exactly right. This is Spartan. It, all their decisions make sense if you realize this is Spartan. It's Spartan. Race. Right. And this is where it gets confusing for people because the messaging early on was we're creating a new form of sport that is going to be. Uh, very clean, very repeatable. We're going to get it to the Olympics and they want clean, repeatable, and it's going to be really good for viewership and really good for speed and the social media generation and all that. But they still keep creating Spartan races. Yes. But they're creating it in a way that annoys the people that like Spartan race and annoys the people that want the new product. It's like if we wanted to start a new race right from scratch to accomplish their goals at the start of the year, it wouldn't look like this. But this is still Spartan doing still it. Spartan. So you're still like it's still Steve Hammond creating a course. Steve makes great gnarly supers, beasts, and ultras, but he's applying super beasts and ultra knowledge to a short course. And so he was like so fired up about this barbed wire crawl. He came up, he's like, this could take three minutes. Like, and he was pumped about it. And I love Steve. He's a great guy, but you don't want anything in a short course to take three minutes. So it's it, it's still just a Spartan race. Yes. It was. The, the its bio is what's causing us problems. The description of what it's supposed to be is what's causing us problems. And so, that, oh, go ahead, Rich. I'm just saying that's what's confusing to me. And now mm-hmm. it seems that it is now it's the culture in which this product has led us to of just being unhappy. It seems like no matter what the outcome is, no matter what happens yeah. on every single course, there's something that's like, oh, we might actually not like Spartan Race. Spartan Race might actually suck. <laughs> Because of all these elements that mm-hmm. are here that have been here for like a decade, but now it's like, oh, we might not like this. This actually sucks. So I, I tried thinking about what is an obstacle and mm-hmm. an obstacle in my mind. This, this is a running race with obstacles. An obstacle is something that slows you down. What slows you down? You have to get on all fours and crawl. Does it matter if there are barbs on it you're literally stopping your full speed motion and having to get on all fours to go through ditches and and crawl or roll or whatever that's the obstacle the barb itself is not the obstacle it's an inconvenience and it it just cuts you up and stuff but i think that the true intention of it is not to avoid the barb it's to slow you down running that that's how i interpret what a barbed wire obstacle is can we uh, come up with another sport where a piece of the field's designed to cut you? Could you imagine going over the hurdles or the steeplechase and they just have like razor wire there and they're like, oh, you, just clear it. Just just don't hit it. But just everybody bumps into the hurdles, hits them over. A, don't be a bitch. You do the bare minimum. Yeah. An, yeah, obstac- the- an obstacle is supposed to look badass. Well, and that's it, right? Okay. 
It's the optics. Confused. It's the Does optics. it look any worse having those trenches with just a regular wire? Like you soft you zoom out. You you have to you know double tap your phone, pinch and zoom to even see the barbs on it. Realistically, at that point, like it just looks like a a metal wire going across some crazy ditches. Candy asked. You showed me. Everyone there was fr- not everyone. Most of the people there were frustrated with the course that was given to them, but there was no shortage of people offering advice on what they think would fix it. And I think what it all comes down to, at least from the competitive side of why everyone's so upset with this offering is that Spartan didn't ask anyone, didn't seek any advice and didn't listen to what any of the people who do know this tried doing. They kept it internal. And I think that's what it is. It's it's almost like had the athletes come up with this, they'd accept it. If the athletes had all gotten together and be like, listen, we need double carries. And then they brought a double carry out. We'd be like, see, isn't this epic? And Spartan's like, we're going to give you a short, fast, bang, bang, bang course, but we're going to make it slow and, and trudging. And they're like, well, we don't want this. So I think it's just the fact that all the people the products intended for weren't consulted and they all feel that the decisions were made the opposite of what they should have been. They changed. I, I, I was just going to say real quick, Jack, they did change the way that they went about presenting this race from complaints from Big Bear, right? They did, but they, they didn't ask anyone what to early. do. They're never going to ask anybody what to do. But they, a bunch of people said it. There were world champs who said this. There were national podium people who said this. There were series champs who said this. I've written them emails. I've offered my my services with helping to design a course or like drafted a, uh, an email and here's what we could look at. And he said, they just don't take any of the info. And then, so I think that's part of it. It's just that people see there are ways to make this what Spartans claims they want the race to be, but they're not listening to anyone who has actual experience on these courses. Yeah, I, I just wanted to add one last thing on the barbed wire thing as well. I I don't think people are complaining about the crawl. I, I could care less. You can make no, it no. twice as long, whatever. Make it as well, they as you want. <laughs> we, we wouldn't like it. But it, the, the fact that there was a crawl through the trenches and stuff, that is not the issue. We could care less. It's not a, a tough enough issue at that point. It's we don't want to have to go home to Lisa or Amy or Audrey and be like, oh, yeah, well, it saved me five seconds. You like my back? It's going to be like this from now on. By Amy's the way, like, I you also- know how much these sheets cost? Damn yeah, it. Yeah. It's it's like look. Now we buy exclusively red sheets, so it's fine. That's (laughs) a good point. (laughs) Makes it easier, but but I think it's it's just you shouldn't have to deal with the consequences of something like that when it's completely avoidable by simply putting a tarp down or a carbonet or a mesh net or the planks like you mentioned. That go ahead, have as brutal of a crawl as possible. Just a lot of people don't want to deal with the consequences and the people who are putting the, the false machoism out there, like Spartan up, go ahead, get cut. Like you're not manly enough to do a race like this. It's like, they're the people who are not at the front. Wrong. The, we haven't seen Olympus in a three (laughs) K format. If we saw Olympus, if we had to do Olympus five times, would people be bitching about it? I would be bitching. I'm bitching about it doing once half a time because I'm falling off and I'm not liking it. Twister, but, haven't seen that. But Twister is like, I, I think people are frustrated that they're not on course. Like Spartan has, t- we, they've always said it about Spartan that they have obstacles that if they were longer would be difficult, but they're not super difficult. The people who love obstacle completion or love OCR worlds, well, they have obstacles that are difficult if you had to do it every lap and had to do it at pace and they're not using them. Twister's not on the. 
How'd your grip feel, Bracken, during the race? Did you get a pump? I I got a pump, yes, but half of it was from the barbed wire crawl. Hmm. It's like I, I never felt great on the rig, but I didn't feel like I was about to fail. But if I had to do the final, that might have changed. But if there was a twister in Olympus, if you had taken the barbed wire and cut it into th- one third of that, and we just had to run the rest of it. That would have saved a minute off the race. And you would have put that minute into Olympus and maybe a hoist. That would have been a really nasty set of obstacles on course. So I think people would want that more than they wouldn't want it. My, po- my point with Olympus is just how bad it can beat you up. Is on that like knees? on your knees? You see, that's one if, if you use it incorrectly, it can if you beat do you it, up. If you do it five times, everyone's going to be fucked up. But if you put your heels on it and you don't have to use your knees. Mm-hmm. You, if it's wet, you do. You almost no, have you, to. You can just go sideways across it without using your knees. Anyway, I, I get your point. Uh, you know what I'm saying? People yeah, would come out of that a disaster and would be like, you know what sucks? Olympus. And be like, but you're, you're messing up your knees anyway during the barbed wire call. So they're, you're going to get your knees hurt. Regardless I think of what's some there. people would have come out messed up. You remember when Ryan Kent tore his head open in New Jersey? On the bar final barbed wire crawl, he sold out for it, kept his podium spot. And he's you know, just bleeding down, yeah. bleeding down the side of his face. And it they made a huge deal on social media how cool it was. And no one else was cut up. We understood he sold out for it and clipped himself. Everyone left with this one. But I think the difference is if the punishment is for going for something and then it clips you, I think people can live with that. If going through it punishes you, I think that's what people can't live with. And I think that's how Olympus is. There are people who come out with their knees raw, but there are people who decide I'm not going to use my knees and I'm fine. We'll see you five times. You can get well, to that barbed wire. Yeah, probably not not all of us get five right. options. <laughs> yeah, Twice. Let's get two. <laughs> For the people on this show. Oh, Matt Davis, he made a suggestion that people get uh, suspended from the show if they don't make the finals. And he wants it to be retroactively. Oh, replaced. so. I'll be I'll be out the next two weeks. Bracken, we'll see you in August also. So that's fine. I could use some free time. Yeah. J- just me carrying the show two hours. No guests. Yeah. One other thing I'll say is that I think in a 3K, when you when you talk about it being because because I truly don't think you can make someone care about a sport that's not exciting to watch or doesn't make you think they're impressive looking doing it. I think that even a slow sport like Ironman, you look at it and realize that's really impressive. I can't do that. I think people looked and thought, I don't know why people are going so slow here. And so I think you need to make the course faster. I think Big Bear was fast enough. There was fast, hard running. I think people would look at that and be like, that was tough. And I think what makes that occur is the type of obstacles they use. Like Olympus might beat you up just like this barbed wire crawl did, but you get off Olympus and you can run fast. You got off this barbed wire crawl and you power hiked up the hill. And your legs were smashed. And then that was it. So I think one of the opportunities to improve here is making sure that the obstacles are challenging, but they don't stop you from running fast if you're good at compromised running. Because we were moving slower than they moved in the Super the next day, despite being, what, four miles shorter? Right, right, right. (laughs) Because it was so demanding what you were doing that they actually created a slower race. And that seems to be like... All the other things we could argue. I don't think it's arguable that you don't want a slower race for the 3K. You want a faster race. Yes. And that was kind of your take for the double sandbag carry and and Big Bear as well. And I agree. You shouldn't have two minutes of time in a seven-minute race in one 
spot. Except they could still run after. Yeah. People dropped that and ran. Yeah. And maybe it's location on the course as well. Maybe it's right crawl, into a downhill after. Yeah. Yeah. Something different. Come out. If you came out and it was flat, maybe people would be running a little bit more. The course ground to a halt during the double sandbag and then picked back up. And this one, it ground to a halt during the crawl and then just stayed in sludge. Yeah. The, the other thing you have to think about for course layout, they're using the same gauntlet two, three times this weekend for the longer races. So kind of are limited to that. So maybe in a super, it's totally okay to, you know, after the barbed wire, just trudge up a hill, get to the the rig, whatever. But in a 3K, it's like maybe switch the order a little bit at that point. Yeah. What do we think about the straps? I think it's all been said. Yeah. Why bother with implements? Cheap way out. Make it red. Can't touch anything that's red. That's all you have to do. I don't mind it. However you can get through those obstacles, I'd be doing this Look at shit. that smirk. I'd be like, this like, is great. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. And if you want it to be like that, just make it all rings and let people fly through like monkeys. I think a lot of people rope were... longer, right? Why don't they just attach like a longer attach rope? the rope? Yeah. Why don't they do that? I don't know. <laughs> it's again because like this is a, how Spartan does it, right? If you right. started from scratch, you wouldn't do that. But because they haven't, they're still making the same decisions. If if you have ropes at different heights as well, like if you if you have three straight ropes, vertical ones, and then one of them's a foot higher, you're going to be forced to grip the right way. I want them. That could be a way around it. Now, if they did make it tougher, the ropes were raised high, significantly higher than the pipe. Okay. It wasn't easy to get up there. People were doing full pull-ups to then. Yeah. Yeah. Kempson made it look easy, but it wasn't easy. In fact, part of the reason I decided not to go up there is because I didn't want to miss. I just stayed on the, the rope itself. Yeah. Got bonus points for that. Crowd points. The crowd was like, look at Bracken. Man of the That's people. Right. Man of the public. I, I think you just need to differentiate between an implement and an attachment. And if it's attached, it, if it's the first thing touching the the structure of it that's an attachment otherwise you can grip whatever you want i think that was a dave claxton take to make the make that part barbed wire right yeah that's a good that's idea that's not bad it's pretty smart take, yeah. do it if you want Gary. still got they, a barbed had, wire in the course let's see who complains about that they've had rigs in the past though that you can't fudge if you make the ropes all the way down to the ground you can't fudge it They've had Tahoe rigs that you just can't get to the top of something because like they have those things available. That thin they little, that one at Tahoe 2016 with like the thin disc and like the, yeah. the thin rope. Those are nasty at the end. Yeah. Or the, the ape hanger in Killington, mm-hmm. they do what you said. They just, the whole thing is the rope. Mm-hmm. There's not a rope attached to a chain. It's just a rope mm-hmm. and grab whatever you want. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Though they have the ape, the, yeah. Tarzan swing. I call it not. That's not. Ape oh yeah. Hanger. Sorry. Tarzan. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's 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 almost like we're just repeating ourselves because no one's listening. Is it, I feel like the athletes know they're like I'm I'm just gonna do it because it's allowed. But deep yeah. down, most of them probably want it the real way. Like Kempson not me. took the top every round. <laughs> When's he did all too? that kid wants? He doesn't need to do. All he wants is tougher obstacles. But if you're gonna give him <laughs> right. a safe way to win fifteen hundred bucks, he's gonna take it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. All right, well, that's never going to happen. Let's just. All right, we'll, we'll table that for now. We'll talk about it next year at this time. Bracken, how would you improve 
you, you mentioned that early on. You said you were going to shelf that till later in the episode. You, you mm-hmm. had some suggestions on how to improve this. Yeah, I, I would I would make it so that the theme of everything is fast. Everything has to be based around speed. And so I don't think an uphill start is useful. I think it kills the image right from the gun. We had a top and a bottom with a full 300 meters flat to use that wasn't touched. So I think you start with that and then you start with rhythm breaking obstacles like a normal Spartan race that everyone can fit through. Everyone can fit through, but starts to give little gaps. And then you move to the first narrowing. The, the obstacle, I guess, bandwidth of the obstacle, I think, goes up like a pyramid. So you start with rhythm breakers. And then each time through, it gets tougher and tougher to get through with the whole crowd because the crowd won't even be there by that point. I think think that's the confines of how you start. And then from there, you ensure that there isn't one overriding chunk of time. There can be a chunk of energy, like a really nasty carry or a really nasty crawl, but it can't happen for longer than the running happens. I think that should be a non-negotiable that the running has to happen more than anything else happens. The other things can just happen super frequently. So those aren't specifics, but those are like the themes of how you should approach building a course, which is it has to flow fast and it has to flow unimpeded. Do you remember your numbers? Was it roughly 50-50 for time spent on obstacles versus running at Palm Beach or Big Bear? You you came out with those numbers one time, I remember. I did. It wasn't 50-50. Okay. Sound a lot like DecaFit to me. (laughs) Should be indoors. Should be very predictable. Well, the first two obstacles of this were the funneled down really, really intensely. Where you had at the first obstacle, I think I waited four seconds in round number one. That's a lot. In the second one, I waited five. So nine seconds of waiting in the first 60 to 80 seconds of the race. Now, I could have controlled that by going out harder, but that happened to many people. So what would you do? You would have to start with obstacles that the penalty for getting there is losing position, not necessarily time. You could even start with a crawl. You can make a crawl as wide as you want, right? You could start with monkey bars because you can fit 15 people on monkey bars. You may not be able to swing through the way you want, or you start with a hoist. Because hoist is going to separate people out with time, but there's enough spaces for 15 people on there. It's almost like that high rocks cut down we did where you lose one person per round. I think that's kind of how the obstacles need to be. The first round, everyone's allowed to get to it and how you attack it determines how you come off. And then after that, your decisions and pace throughout the race will stretch you out so that, yeah, you might get there and not have a lane, but probably someone's off it by then. Yeah. I I agree with that pretty much for the most part. Um, I think... This year, they've actually done a good job varying stuff. I, I know you can work mm-hmm. on bottle bottlenecks and stuff, but it has been cool for three races. Like I'll give them credit that we've had one at altitude, we've had one that's humid on a relatively low altitude mountain, uh, and then you had a very flat one in Florida. You had some races with carries, some without carries, some with rigs, others without rigs. Like they've done a good job with variety. There's always been one single thing where it's like, this is the the difference maker in the course that's going to take up way more than 10, 15% yeah. of the time. And that's what you need to avoid. I agree with that. But even that statement is almost in flies in the face of what they said they wanted to do early on. 
they were going to try to reduce variety, which none of us really want, but they just keep going at odds with themselves. Just more fuel for the fire. Just be like, hey, this sucks, guys. Yeah. And I'm even okay if they want a whole shot obstacle. But then the race needs to be short enough that you can expend crazy energy or make it long enough that it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like they do it in in all sorts of cross space, whether it's uh, um, snow cross or anything else like that. They'll have whole shots, BMX, where you got to get to the first cut in point, but you either have time to work your way through or it's so short that it's worth sprinting for. Yeah. It's like snowboard racing in the Olympics. It's like if you're not over those first few quick bumps mm-hmm. and you don't get in the front, you're you're not passing anybody. Snowboard racing. I got an invite to this race that's going to happen in Malaysia. It's called Redline, I believe. Uh, dude, Marcus Frizon, Frizon, Frizon. Mm-hmm. Jack, help me out here. Frizon. Frizon. Yeah, that yeah. was Frizon. He, he did. You did he not. Did, uh, did not yeah. think that. He did high rocks back in the day, I thought. He still does. Still does? Okay. Yeah. This event, it's uh starts with the 400 and then there's like, I don't know, it's it's like Decafit E, but there's only one run. And then after the workout station, the last person, it's almost like an EMOM then. You get like three minutes to complete the station and the last person who completes it is out. And then you line up for the next station and you do the station and the last person, is, but there's only one one run. So I was like, I'm not going to be good at this. So uh, why, would I, yeah. why would I be there? Yeah. That's interesting. Now I have a proposal. Nice. Is this 3K series the perfect time for the clover leaf? Mm, yeah. Would I that mean, be the most palatable visual product ever? Especially since with a thousand meters of run, the 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 leaves couldn't be very big. You could see everything from one central location and film like crazy. Is this the clover leaf time? So when you're saying this, it's gonna be how I'm envisioning Cloverleaf then, it would be like heat one would be one leaf. Then heat two would be like a second leaf. And then for the final, it would be all three leaves. So you wouldn't have like barbed wire five times. Well, or are in, you thinking every time it's. I still propose that there's no 3K final, that it's just 1K, 1K, 1K. But if you wanted to. Or it could be 2K. It could be 1K, 1K. If you wanted to, you could just put a turnaround point in the runs are halved or thirded. And the runs get longer, but, or you could do a loop, but having a central location that you're looping around, it could be the most viewer friendly format. And it could give a variety because like that seemed to be the issue with the barbed wire, right? It's not the barbed wire itself one time. It's the barbed wire five times. It's the sand- sandbag carry five times mm-hmm. that has athletes like, no, nah, this sucks. We know this sucks and I don't want to do it. So if it was varied, like, I like it. They listen to us for the 50K championship. Cheer down. Next year. Right. You get your checks in the mail? We got to wait till, I believe our contract was, we got to see what signups are. We're getting oh, okay. a yeah, yeah. little, little bit of that. We're yeah. still debating points on the pay-per-view. I haven't signed yet. Okay. Well, that's not how it goes. But yeah, I think so. I think this will be part, I think it will be implemented in 2025. If you had to create a race right now, could you make an improved product? Then that? Than what we just what we've experienced in the three races so far. Well, we're just not bound by the brand. They're they're out of their this, brand. 
out of their brand. If I could do whatever I want, yes, absolutely. If Steve Hammond was not working for that brand, hit that product would be better, right? Like it, it's just the Spartan race is what's keeping it. You're saying stupid. I want to clarify because that could have been an insult to him or a compliment. Compliment. You're saying if he was unbound by Spartan, his yes. courses would be better, way better. I, I just want to make sure you weren't saying if Steve wasn't part of this, it'd be better. No, 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 no. Whoever okay, is making these courses that are like, right. here are our, here's our ethos. Here are the obstacles that you need to do. Here's what we're trying to plan around. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not working. It I think if you work. mash Palm Beach and Big Bear together, I think this you is have a savage, a really solid, solid offering. I think this is a I, savage product. If Savage had this product, it'd be, it'd be better. I think if you all the courses, yeah. all the courses are flat. Like just fast, yeah. Fast, make whatever mandatory like retries and everything. I think it's a savage product. I think if you look at the course maps and on the surface, you're like, oh my god, epic barbed wire call. You don't know what it's gonna look like yet. You're just simply seeing an aerial, you're like double sandbag carry, couple of uphills, couple of downhills, hard barbed wire crawls that like all a, a rig with different implements, all in the course of a kilometer. That's a crazy gauntlet in general. But it's the execution of it uh, for it's because, the Spartan of it. Yeah, I, I think I, barbed wire, yeah. super long, stupid stuff like grindy. As soon as I created my sim for this, I realized that you can't have more than one climb in a one k. Yeah. As soon Jack, as you have two, over here popping off, so you're gonna get like a thousand feet. I'm like oh, you could, that, you could. I I could. How much did you get, Bracken, in your climb? Oh, I don't know. I haven't even uploaded this. He's, oh, okay. This is gone from memory. Point, point is, gone though, from memory. As soon as you have a second, let alone a third climb, mm -hmm. it removes all the opportunity for anything else. You can't have much running right. in there because it takes so much time to do the climbing, and you can't place most of the obstacles at an incline. Right. So I think having a a Palmerton setup, but using the top and the bottom, would have created a better course than this up and down thing because the up and down guarantees that you're really hamstrung by what you can do. Yeah. I think another thing that, that you could do where you, it has to be at the lower portion of the mountain, just because that's where the start and end lines are, just move the timing mats, just create two new ones and just have your course at a various point. We could, we could have started at the top of that first hill right there, gone a little bit up the really, really steep, have your double sandbag carry on that black diamond at the base of that. And, you know, you, all you're doing is affecting 200 meters start and finish just just because it makes sense. You, we don't need the arches to signify that. You could just literally have a start line and just pick your point at the venue where it's a good point. You're only accommodating mm -hmm. 45 men, 45 women up to that. Start it wherever you want. And again, it's because there's races that Spartan needs to put on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Well, then it's, it's order of operations. You build a 3K course. And then you add on the super and the sprint. Right. Like you, I don't think that'd be, that wouldn't change the scope of the course too much. If, if you're worried about the super or the sprint the following day, what difference does it make if you start at the top of that first hill, a minute into the race, whatever? So mm -hmm. how many races have a minute opening uncontested run? Almost all of them. So it's just adding a little bit of extra run at the time, but you could, you could put it at a different start end point. And I'm not a course director. I don't know like what goes into it. This is just true viewing it where it's like oh that seems like it should be pretty easy to accommodate 90 total athletes but so after all this is this fixable or is this bang your head against the wall until you admit that it's broken and it's not going to get fixed 
they're trying new things at each race. So I think they're tr- mm-hmm. they're trying to Sorry. find a way to make it work. So I in that view, I think it is fixable. I should rephrase. Is this a product that even if we fix it, people outside the sport care about ever? Are we going to have to cross that that line eventually and just say, hey, maybe this isn't for the masses? Well, Bracken, one thing that you mentioned that I saw people uh, mention, and you were at the venue that the spectatorship was wasn't that high at Palmerton. When I was in Big Bear, I was shocked. That was like the first time I've actually seen a bunch of spectators. I don't know if it's just venue dependent, but they showed up one place. Palm Beach had no one. Seems like uh, Palmerton didn't have a lot of. So if it starts with Palm, you're not going to have a lot of spectators. But Big Bear had a bunch. But it was kind of surprising to see a big drop for this one, considering it's a notable venue that people travel for. Yeah, I think part of it is that there's really no hotels within 25 minutes of the venue. So people are having to invest an hour of their time to get there and back just yeah. to watch it. So you had some diehards there. But I don't know. I I enjoyed the weekend, but I left thinking, is this the end of OCR in the US? Because Spartan's the biggest name in the game, and they're 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 certainly moving backwards in their offerings. So like, is For this something least. that can recapture? Well, their numbers are down across the board. Is this is this recapturable by Spartan? I don't think OCR is done, but someone has to fill the vacuum. I how how long can a company go on making bad decisions against their fan base and something that precludes other people from joining until it doesn't work any longer? Did you guys listen to the ORM interview that Matt put up for the weekly show? So he had some new racer there, Bracken. You might have met him, uh, Jacob Martinez. It's from, it's from the Lehigh he's, Valley. He's from. Yeah, he, he's a one fifty one eight hundred runner. Just graduated college. He's going to grad school out in Oregon, and he's going to be on the Bowerman Track Club. So he's I like, liked Matt. Legit. Matt uh, messaged me about this, and the way he spelled Bowerman was like Jack Bowerman. Yeah. I was like, nice. I, I, I didn't even say anything. I'm like, I yeah, like that. Yep, I'm starting my own club. Um, but anyway, he is a high level runner, and he he clearly has some ideas and he also is a marketing major and he matt asked him what would you do to make this more appealing because he's been in the sport casually he did the kids division for four or five years um then obviously college high school he's not racing spartan but he's been around there he knows some of the course directors and what jacob was saying is you need to make it so that it looks like what the elites are doing is just unattainable for the masses compared to you know just have the same course for everyone throughout the entire weekend he he also said like switch out the the grips and the rig make it harder specifically for that it takes by the time everyone's done with their cool down lap you can have that entire thing done and ready for the next day just put all rings whatever you're gonna have for the the super course the next day mm-hmm. um but yeah he, he said make it fast and find ways to make it look like what the high level people are doing is completely unattainable like if you're watching people crawl in barbed wire it's not that unattainable but if you're Boring. seeing them yeah, if if you're seeing them move really fast in and out of things, that's like I could never hold that pace. Yeah, I suppose you have to be able to create a highlight reel out of the race. Yeah, and we would struggle to do that. There were good battles, definitely, but in terms of appealing to the masses, it's hard to pull off right now with a lot of uphill, specifically. I think the masses, yeah, like it's so niched that. 
the only way that any of that was impressive. And even now where it's like, this is only accessible for the elites. It's hard to even tell how hard this is, you know, or like how impressive is this even from people like, I don't know, I've never even done it. I just know that the athletes that yeah. are out there are mm -hmm. impressive. So I respect it. But at the same time, I'm like, if I wasn't part in this world so deep, I'd be like, these guys are just chumps. Yeah. You, it, one other thing that I think would, would be cool. And this has to do with like the series itself. If you did it so that the point series was Friday and Saturday or Saturday and Saturday, however they wanted to do this. If it's like, all right, we're going to have the three, three K series and your typical super sprint beast, that series as well. Same thing. Palmerton, fantastic venue for a big bear. Same deal. Palm beach. They could have made it happen. Like if you have that, you're going to get everybody to show up because chances are they'll probably want to do the one on Saturday as well. But I think that double dipping there might be a good solution for the future. Mm -hmm. And then you should probably, again, have to reduce it down to a one lap final. Yep. To avoid that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like the, the, the only two things that'll get people to watch or participate is doing the same course generally that the pros watch on TV. Like you yeah. used to hear, I watched it on NBC and then I went out and tried it. Or it's so impressive looking. And and the, the you can't run the same course. There is no three course for open waves right now. No. And the course looks slow. Do you think if we're looking at what the pros do, uh, say that we switch sports, is it really impressive what CrossFitters do necessarily? Like if you're just a casual person who goes to the gym, are you looking at it? You're like, wow, that's so crazy that they did blank. Or is it mainly like the weightlifting stuff that the raw strength, is that what the most impressive thing? Or, or is it how balanced the athletes are? I think it's all impressive. And they're all so visually palatable. <laughs> right. Just because you just have these jacked people just, yeah. I got a couple yeah. comments about how skinny the podium was. And you're like, well, those skinny dudes up there. I was like, yeah. hey, this is, this is the sport. <laughs> but, uh, but also like for CrossFit, there's a bigger base of people who do CrossFit than who do OCR. So there's a bit more of an educated viewer who's like, they're doing 255 clean and jerks for reps and is like, uh, so like they can comprehend how impressive that is. Where if you just watch it on TV, like first time I watched CrossFit, I was like, I'm gonna go, I'm going to the games, bro. Yeah, Matt Fraser, I'm going. Bring it out, yeah. And uh so I think it's a little bit of just like the the awareness of that. I'm 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 not exactly sure. So you have to participate a little bit. Like I don't think people who don't do CrossFit will watch CrossFit games and be like, wow, this is great. But you have to be I don't know. I I think that one of the things that a lot of CrossFitters dislike about the games is that it doesn't actually test what CrossFit, CrossFit normally tests. <laughs> For sure. But I think one of the genius of the games is that they balance gymnastics moves and functional fitness moves so well that there's always something impressive. Like to the average person watching someone go down a deadlift ladder and just lifting 15 more kilos each time down, it's like, I understand it's all heavy, but it doesn't mean anything to me. But the next event, they're doing Speed butterfly pirouettes and yeah, yeah and, and, and handstand push-ups and hand walking and muscle ring muscle ups. And you realize I can't do any of those things and they're doing it really fast yeah. and look how jacked they are and tired. And then they go to the next event and they sell out again. And I think that's like the dynamic exercises, keep it happy for, for viewers, but the fact that they sell out in every round and you can clearly see work rate. That's always impressive. And we don't have work rate right now. Palm Beach had work rate. Big Bear had some work rate. This didn't have as much work rate. Yeah. I still I still think Spartan actually already has the solution. It's what they're doing in Europe. They're having 
a beast, a super, a sprint already in a different series. I think there are four races, so there might be multiple of one of the distances. And then they're closing off their European Elite Series with a 3K race. Let's do that. You get everybody there. Just one. You can make your perfect 3K course, whatever. They're already doing it. And I mean, we are just so tainted with the decisions that Spartans made over the years that it's like hard to be like, oh, maybe they'll make it better. But it is the first year. This is only the third time they've yeah. done this race, you know? Yeah. So maybe they will still, mm-hmm. if we're going to be optimistic about this, maybe they'll figure this thing out or they'll just completely get rid of it next year. Well, well Atkins made an interesting right post, almost tongue in cheek prior to the race, but he said, or maybe it was after he said, it seems like the sport's been dying ever since Ian Adamson and, and World Obstacle entered the fray. And I think that was tongue in cheek. Kind of, kind was, of joking, was, but kind of not. Yeah, he was, was nice was about it, but not. But it was interesting that maybe as long as that hands on it and there's an ulterior motive, we won't see a pure form of anything. Mm. We'll always have to serve kind of two masters on this. And maybe that's the biggest problem. All right. With that, it was fun. Fun to watch. Fun to see you out there, BK. You can see, see all the names there. I saw you looking <laughs> yoked. Uh, lots of names. What do we got on? What's the, do we have any events coming up? What do we got going on on the, on, on for race brain? What are we watching? I'm, I, I, I'm resubscribed to Peacock. So I'm, I'm did you watch Jacob's 327.14? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 327.1. Fourth fastest ever European record. Also. I did not. And he won by like two seconds. He's Irish national record fell in two events. 1302 what was this event? or something. What was the what was 1301? One. Yeah. What was By this track? College kid. What was this meet? I don't know. Europe, Somewhere in somewhere. Europe. Yeah. Some meet. Was it a Diamond League or Diamond League's over? There's one left diamond one Diamond League left. I think it's this week. And then anyway, everyone champs, has sure. like one more chance to compete before Worlds. So this is kind of the exciting time for me of the track season where you're seeing people either go after a time or a tune-up, and then Worlds comes up, and Worlds is going to be so stacked. I can't think of the last time we had more people who are currently world record holders or world record challengers from, I would say, the 400 all the way up through the 10K. We've never seen this amount of just top world marks right now in it ever since you had like in the distance events, Gabin and Bekele at the same time. We have every event has a world record holder or challenger in it, I believe. Yeah, 1500 15, meter women's, 1500 meter men. 5K women. steeple was set women and men in the last 12 months. 5K men and women, 10K as well. Craziness. Yeah. We've never really seen a, a year 400 like 400 hurdles. Yeah. 400 hurdles. Yep. So we're going to see dynamic championship races. Yeah. I'm still working my way through USA's. Resubscribe to Peacock. Yep. Start USA's was a weird meet. A lot of people tanked. No spoilers. Yeah. No spoilers. A lot of people did well. Great. Some people that's ran like, fast. That's like some the people ran series. slow. Some people won. Some people lost. What do we got on running public this week? We just released basically my whole what I felt, what I learned. The expanded version. Yeah, race recap slash what it means for how do you go about working on when you've seen a giant hole in your fitness exposed? Ugh. What do you do after that? Just don't go back to Spartan. Just don't do. That's what I did. No, like it's I see the same thing holes, that hits I'm me out. everywhere. The same general musculature issue. Be lunges. That that seems to be hip flexors for you. Are we seeing yeah. a Deca then? When when's the Deca? 
I don't know. We've got. I'm, I'm, I'm not putting anything in stone right now. Okay. I'm never I'm going to Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania again. That's it. That's that's what you get. You come. You better come correct. Midwest or Florida, or don't come knocking. That's right. I think you'll for sure see me in Chicago for High Rocks in November. Nice. Let's go. Either making another run at a single time or running doubles with Kirk or whoever. You're you're already in the doubles, man. You got that shit locked up. Well, I got to get a qualifier for Worlds. Oh, that's true. Are you, I'm hearing different places for Worlds like every day. Really? So Miami and, is off the table. I don't know. I, I I've heard. I just heard a different place. Did you hear the that? Miami race was canceled, but that wasn't the time for Worlds. Mm. Correct. The Miami October Miami race is canceled, and I think they're going to do something in February with like a fitness event. It's probably going to be outdoors. Might be stupid. And then, but like at yeah, Fort Lauderdale, Miami ish was the rumor for Worlds, and I heard Spain, and I'm hearing Germany again. So I'm hearing all sorts of stuff. It could be anywhere in the world. If it's in the U.S., I'm for sure going. Let's go. And for sure doing doubles. Let's hang out. If it's overseas, I don't know. Okay. So you need a doubles time. But, but I also need one up. good singles race. Get eventually. back in the singles. Let's, let's do it. Uh, had a mile hybrid show. Brian Kent, we talked about stuff. It was great. And maybe a solo episode... For next week. Next week. Nothing on Thursday this week. That's all for we got. I've been on the uh Ultra G treadmill a couple times. So step yeah. in the right direction. That thing Heck is yeah. the wedgie machine, if you've ever the, used one. The Ultra G. Alter G. Oh, Alter. I thought you said Ultra. No, not like the zero drop G. Force is just yeah. up on your head. Yeah, right. that'll get up in your grundle there. Couldn't have described it any better. <laughs> All right, squad, this is fun. Thanks for hanging with us. We will be back next week talking about, I'm not sure yet. Maybe we'll just next go full. thing is grid games in like four weeks, so we've got some downtime. Oof. All right. If you have suggestions of topics that you would like to talk about, we're open. Get to know your hosts. Saying. Jack wants to do the speed dating thing again. Stop stealing ideas from running public. I won't do it. All right. See you, squad. See ya.